0: Is Jaws a horror movie? Do you consider that a horror movie? Or is it more of like a uh, slapstick comedy? (laughs) Those are the only two options.
1: Yeah, those are the two. That's the thing everybody always debates about that. Um, No, to me, it's weird. Uh, I heard recently someone was asking, I think, about Jaws, actually, and some other things that I don't necessarily consider horror. But they, I saw this article, and they, they basically just said, like, you know, horror is kind of up to the person. Um, something might be horrific to you and not to me or, mm-hmm. or whatever, even if it's not meant to be. Like, it might be more traumatizing to watch. Uh, Jaws is definitely a... Uh,
2: political uh, has like thriller.
1: Some, yeah. <laughs> a political thriller? Yep. <laughs> Starring Robert Redford as <laughs> Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. to me, it's like a thriller. It's like a drama. Um, I wouldn't consider it horror, but I understand when people do consider it horror. Yeah, like, I don't watch it for Halloween or anything, right. or October, but uh, what do you think? You, I, on, you only watch it
0: while swimming?
1: Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> how else would you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, what do you think about...
0: Uh, it seems more like a, a thriller to me. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, it's got scary moments, but... Yeah. It's not like a horror movie
0: to me. I think... People consider it horror, or could consider it horror, just because it has a like a monster-like protagonist, yeah, or antagonist, I I should say, yeah, Uh, or protagonist. Maybe he's the good guy. (laughs) See, Robert Redford
1: is the protagonist. Wait a minute, let's look
0: at it from (laughs) the shark's point of view. You know,
1: and to him, maybe it is a horror movie because (laughs) he's just swimming around. (laughs) and These fuckers come out of nowhere, being like, "Get out of my beach!" And he's like, "I was just coming for some seals."
0: Guys, I just want to be a shark. I'm just, you know, I just, I'm just trying to leave you alone.
1: That was a perfect voice for Jaws. What the fuck do you think he sounds like? He sounds like that. That's what he sounds
0: like. Hey guys,
1: it's me, it's Jaws. Well, I think this is a good transition to, uh, we're doing it. Uh, I'm Steven.
0: And I'm Steven.
1: No, you're not. You're Jaws. (laughs) Hello.
0: Hey, I'm Jazzy, everybody. What's going
1: on? Oh, man. I don't know why that I just, like, crack up so hard at that. Just imagining this shark, like this huge shark, killing, man-eating machine. Oh! <laughs> I can't even do it.
0: Why are you setting your boat on fire? What's going on? There's some hey guys, invisible threat need, I'm not aware of. Do you need
1: more water? I can splash <laughs> more water. And then they're like, he's coming for us.
0: I hope you put the boat out.
1: Let's it. We're changing the entire movie. <laughs> but like, maybe this is the movie that Spielberg set out to make. And people have gotten it wrong this entire time. It
0: makes sense to me. Listen. It certainly makes sense to me.
1: So, welcome to Jaws Talk. Stephen <laughs> and Brent.
0: <laughs> yes, I am Brent. That's right. That's right.
1: But uh, welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Where today, we get to start our October Horror Movie Month, and I'm so excited.
0: Me too. I've been looking forward to this, ironically. I guess not ironically. <laughs> Oddly is the word. Oddly. That's I, a, good, yeah, a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, because as we've discussed before, I'm not really a, a horror guy, but I have been looking forward to this ever since we started talking about you know, doing a horror or kind of spooky theme um, going into uh into october i I don't remember i think we started talking about it like originally in july like yeah it's like
1: yeah when we started the podcast i think we kind of talked about it coming up and stuff so yeah
0: yeah if we get past five episodes
1: yeah (laughs) and here we are at number 12 hello it's very Um,
0: exciting before we jump into oh wait did you announce the show topic
1: i didn't announce the topic no we're just all over the board today Um, uh Uh, so today's show topic is The Cabin in the Woods.
0: Hell yeah. Ugh. It's one of my favorite movies. It's so fucking period. good. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah oh really, yeah. yeah. It's just like a top-notch movie for any time.
0: Yes, absolutely. Family, family
1: barbecues. Uh, <laughs> the kids love it.
0: <laughs> Going camping out in the woods in a cabin.
1: Of course. Where yeah. else would you watch it? It sounds wonderful.
0: It was back, uh, or made back in, um, I guess, 2009. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't released till 2012, so there's a, a lot of interesting stuff yeah. in and about this movie. So yeah, I'm uh, cool. definitely looking forward to getting into that. Uh, but before we do that, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at LTASpod. And send us any questions or show topic ideas you might have at letstalkaboutstuffpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a couple of shout-outs for for the show. So, first one we'll do is Will Fish. He actually uh, tweeted at us when we were were recording the last episode, and I just didn't catch it as we were recording. Oh, yeah. He sent us a cover of um, Ari Hess' uh, version of Hallelujah Mm -hmm. for the, the cover songs episode, and did did you listen to it? Yeah, were you familiar with it?
1: Uh, I, I love that song and I love the different covers. It was almost mm-hmm. a song I put on my list uh, for the last show, but uh, but yeah, I listened to it and I really liked it. Um, again, it was just a, another good version of that song. So, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, shamefully, I was not even aware of Hallelujah or Leonard Cohen until oh, he passed earlier this year. Oh, okay, I just I had never heard the song, crazy. Before. Never heard of it. Yeah, never come across it in anything. Um, but then yeah, after he song. passed, yeah, I heard a, a, a thousand different covers of yeah. that, that song. Yeah, it's and,
1: widely uh, covered, yeah.
0: Yeah, and the one that uh, that Will sent us was uh, also a good cover, so yeah, thanks for sending that over, Will, and then also want to give a another shout-out to the Role to Play podcast. Um, they just released part two of the episode that I was on with yeah. Austin Wilson and David Hopkins, and... Um shit just gets nuttier from there. So <laughs> I did go listen that. Uh,
1: I listened to the first episode yesterday at work mm-hmm. and it was hilarious. So uh yeah, I'm like I'm looking forward to part two of this, <laughs> this crazy ass story that you guys concocted.
0: <laughs> it's uh it's like an improv game, uh for people who yeah. who don't know. And uh there's some some rules set up by Kent Blue, who uh is the the game master there. Mm-hmm. And um we just take it in a, a super odd direction. Uh, all of us were on board for just being as weird as possible. And uh, yeah, good luck trying to predict the, the ending of it because.
1: I don't even know where it could possibly go. That's what's fun about <laughs> well, it, yeah.
0: Um, politics play into it. Oh, wow. Let me, let, let me just tease that. But not in the, the way you're thinking.
1: <laughs> I was thinking Emmanuel Macron from France. Uh, does he get brought in?
0: Um, we, we don't go quite that far out of generic city, California, but, um, <laughs> close.
1: Okay, cool. Well, I'm down for the ride, so I'll listen.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are our shout outs. If, uh, if you've got anything to, to say about any of the shows, again, just let us know on Twitter or email us and, uh, we'll give you a shout out on the show as well. Yep. Um, so let's move on to what we're drinking and, um, uh, Stephen, I'm going to, to let you go first. Excellent.
1: Oh, nice one. Uh, okay. So, as I already already said, I am super into horror. I'm very excited for this whole month. Um, I have been gearing up for this, so I went out last week, did a pick six, and I uh, luckily all of the October Fest beers and all the pumpkin beers and all that stuff are out there. I'm not even sure if I like pumpkin beer. Uh, I like October usually, but I got to just a mix. Of everything and it's awesome so I was pretty pumped uh, about this one I've never heard of it before but um, one of my favorite breweries is New Belgium Brewing uh, out of Colorado and they have this one called the Voodoo Ranger special release atomic pumpkin and I thought you would really <laughs> nice. dig that artwork Oh, that's awesome! He's like a little uh, scarecrow skeleton-looking dude. He looks like a, basically like a a hipster skeleton. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I'm not I mean,
0: quite David S. Pumpkins. But. <laughs> we
1: got, they're making a short film about that, like a cartoon. Did you see that?
0: I know. Yes, I saw oh, that announcement.
1: That's like the weirdest thing, but it's one of the things I'll put on my list to like watch. It's so bizarre. Uh, <laughs> it if anybody is, doesn't yeah. know what that is, it's it's Tom Hanks on SNL. And they do these weird like haunted house things where he shows up, and he's, he's, with, he's with like two skeleton people that dance around him. But yeah. it's just always like the most bizarre. Like He's just like, I'm David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> and it just cracks me up. I don't even know why. But yeah, they're doing a, uh, a cartoon of that for October, which is pretty rad. So I'm looking forward to that too. But uh, yeah, so Atomic Pumpkin. Again, I'm not sure even if I like pumpkin beers, but I'll we'll give it a shot. And I'm also excited, uh, kind of last time with your uh, Gorilla uh, bottle opener, uh, last mm-hmm. year, I participated in a uh, Monster Dash, which was a like a five mile, not five mile, 5k um, mm. like pub run where you like run oh, to nice. five different places and you drink a beer in between. And at the end of it, you get a, uh, uh, can't think of it, a bottle opener. And so it says Monster Dash. Uh, I'll send you a uh, link to oh, that nice. as well. But That's uh, awesome. yeah, so I'm opening it. I will be using this all October to open all my beers.
0: Awesome. Another thing on the David S. Pumpkins thing, I saw a, an interview with Bobby Moynihan recently where he was talking about how they had to pitch it to Tom Hanks. And oh, yeah. He wasn't, wasn't super into it. And he kept trying to, like, <laughs> pawn it off on somebody else. And he was saying, well, Chris Hemsworth is hosting next week. Why don't you just have him do it? <laughs> oh, no, that would have been he different. came back around. That's yeah.
1: funny because, yeah, it's, it only works because of Tom Hanks to me. I don't know <laughs> yeah, that it'll work <laughs> otherwise. I know, right? Like, it's so bizarre because it's him
0: yes and he yeah. wears like
1: a wig and all that stuff
0: for it yeah he's got that white streak and yeah. his jet black hair. yeah <laughs> it's like weird it's just so, so bizarre
1: <laughs> but uh yeah uh, i like this this is good it it's um it's weird it actually just tasted like a normal beer like at first but then had like a mm-hmm. an after bite or whatever aftertaste of a kind of like a like pumpkin-y like um spices and stuff um but yeah it's pretty good
0: are there pumpkin seeds in it just like floating down at the bottom of
1: course it's kind of like tequila um, everybody knows that in your pumpkin beers, you gotta eat those pumpkin seeds at the end. It's the favorite part. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this one's pretty good. So I'll be sipping on that, uh, the whole show. And, uh, Brent, what do you have today?
0: Well, mine is not horror themed. Mine is more of a, uh, more of a punishment. So
1: <laughs> punishment. Is this another, so... is this another butt checking beer? Is that, is that why?
0: No, I said it was a punishment. Oh, okay, my bad. I forgot. You know, that's how I prefer to drink. <laughs> Bypass the liver. Yeah. So, well, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll get into what it is and then why I'm drinking sure. it a little bit later. But um, I've decided to uh, drink the Dude's Brewing Company's Surf Rider. Oh. And uh, we're in a can here. Okay. Right on. Um, it's an American pale ale, and uh, you know how much I uh, don't care for... IPAs. See? So. That's
1: what, I'm, I've been confused by this lately with the, I'll get a pale ale and sometimes it's more hoppy, but the IPA is an in India, India pale ale, mm-hmm. and now you have an American pale ale. I don't know what that means, really. It's an APA. APA. I guess. So hopefully it's not <laughs> so. as bad as what I'm saying. Like, it's probably still bitter, It'll, but maybe not as yeah. bad as a, a real IPA.
0: We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Why, why did um, you,
1: I mean, okay, so you're going to tell us later why you got this beer then?
0: And it just—it looks—it's it's spilling all over me. <laughs> oh my god! I can this see the everywhere. look on your
1: face before I heard it.
0: Oh my god! It's all over the floor. I—I I literally have to get up and go grab a towel. <laughs> go real for quick. it. Give me just—Jesus a minute. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that was a fucking mess. It was a, a literal mess. It didn't look like I it, never had anything like. It
1: didn't look like you had to clean up as much as I expected from the uh, amount pouring out of there.
0: No, my crotch absorbed okay, most cool. of it um, It's in my shorts here. Um, so that's uh, that worked out. This is really setting the tone <laughs> <laughs> for this beer. Hopefully. Even if it's delicious, I'm uh, probably not going to get a, another one here. <clears throat> but uh, Well, well yeah, that...
1: you did throw it around with your dogs before the show, right?
0: Yeah, I spiked it in the ground. That's, is that not, is that not I'm what just, you're supposed to do? It's probably why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that erupted like Vesuvius. That, uh... I was not expecting that, That's but what she uh, said. yeah. <laughs> uh, let me let me actually try Excellent. it because um, I, I didn't get a, a sip in beforehand.
1: <laughs> and it's lovely.
0: It's like if a stout fucked an IPA. <laughs> it's, um, that sounds. <laughs> it's like full, but also bitter. So.
1: Mmm, that full body yeah. bitter
0: beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone someone out there likes that man.
0: Yeah, I know. But, uh, I'm sure they do. It's not Brent. Um, um, it's not this guy, um, but uh, I'm, I will finish drinking it, uh, again, out of uh, punishment, and uh, also because I don't like wasting uh, food or drinks. Yeah, I mean,
1: there, there are kids out there in the world who
0: uh, would gladly drink that beer. <laughs> Is
1: that, that's what they say, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: There are kids in Taiwan that don't have a beer to drink right now, Brent. I mean,
1: yeah, everybody knows that you have to do that so that kids around the world don't go uh, thirsty or hungry.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: I think that's how it works. There's some well, Facebook likes in there, something like that. I forget how it works now, but social media has changed the game.
0: This one's for the kids. <laughs> um, so I guess we can move on to the the many discussions. I suppose here. we should by uh, now. <laughs> so the reason I'm I'm punishing myself with this
1: ah uh, that makes sense. Now. This
0: terroristic beer is because of the uh, well. If you listen to the last episode, uh, we rightly reclaimed. Let's talk about stuff for America yep. and uh, we we told ourselves we told the audience you the trusted audience that we were now the longest running let's talk about stuff yep. podcast and sure enough after our podcast went up on Tuesday of this mm-hmm. last week, I checked the other the other bad <laughs> Canadian let's talk about stuff. <laughs> And they posted uh, a, their episode 11 two days before, on Sunday.
1: I can't even fathom. So in, be,
0: in between the time that we recorded and posted <laughs> that episode, they released Out one. Out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like, what are, what what are, the, are odds the odds of that happening? We had not
1: recorded one since May.
0: So now, if anything, we're just <laughs> so Except for this I episode, apologize.
1: unless they record another one.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. We have to put yeah.
1: this out like tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck anything. We're just going to throw it out there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so in, uh, uh, or as punishment mm-hmm. for, for not reclaiming the title yeah. as we should, uh, I went ahead and decided to drink this terrible beer. Well, that makes uh, sense.
1: I'm going to drink my good in beer your honor, America. still. Because okay. <laughs> I think you. you're, you're taking enough punishment for both of us. Um, yes, so, that's true. Uh, but yeah, man, I can't believe it. When you texted me that, you were like, it was like, are you shitting me? Which is just a strange shot <laughs> of the iTunes. And I was yes. at work, and I just, like, stared at it for, like, a good, like, five, ten <laughs> seconds. Like, I couldn't even, my brain couldn't comprehend what had happened. How in yes. the fuck... Did they just record after all these months randomly on the one episode that we call them out specifically for not recording and that we're passing them? It's it's so weird, so bizarre. It's like I feel yeah. like they were tipped off. They might be they I do might be spies.
0: I'm I'm thinking Russia's involved. They're they're close um, to Canada. I know Exactly, yep. right? So I got my eye on you. I feel like other too, so. like you
1: mentioned earlier, like they're the, the other, the Canadian bad version. They're like the upside-down version of us, too. Like, even like the way their thing looks compared to ours, it's like, we're the bright, happy version, and they're the upside-down version that, that's just sad, and there's a Demogorgon. <laughs> no,
0: I was going to say, yeah, they're the Demogorgon. <laughs> their faces just, like, open up like oh, a monstrous flower. Just like Canadians would. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're just gonna keep going. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll beat them eventually. We, I don't know.
1: We I said last time, and you know we agreed that we wouldn't talk about them ever again. And then here we are because we have to. Uh, we we did yeah. discuss, you know, wh- what do we even do with this information? And uh, we decided to, you know, be, be forthcoming about it and uh, say our disappointments. But yeah. uh, if we have to record an episode every few days, I don't care. We're gonna pass them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll get them. We'll beat those motherfuckers. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're men enough to admit our mistakes yep. and uh, where we were wrong. Yeah. Uh, but um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and ask our, our audience to go ahead and uh, rate and review us. Sure. On whatever your, your podcast provider is and uh, make sure that uh, we get the recognition over <laughs> those filthy Canadian <laughs> bastards and uh, we become the rightful official yep. Let's Talk About Stuff podcast. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, let's, uh, let's move okay. on. To, to the next item on the agenda here, which is um, something that you added to, yep. to the list. So uh, I'll, I'll let cool. you kick it off. Yeah, so
1: for just some entertainment news, uh, Slash Film yesterday reported uh, this a really funny article. Did you get a chance to read it, by the way?
0: I did, yeah. Okay. I read it after you sent it <laughs> to me, yeah.
1: Um, it was titled, WTF, the DC Extended Universe is an Unofficial Name that was Created as a Joke. And it goes on to say that nobody at DC actually called it that. Actually, does call it that currently. Nobody mentions it that that way. Um, apparently, uh, someone had mentioned that it wasn't called that, and a guy looked back and found out that just some article, I think from EW, uh, Entertainment Weekly, that one guy in like 2015 after like Man of Steel, just called it the DC Extended Universe, and he put a trademark symbol next to it, and everybody just <laughs> fucking ran with it for years now, <laughs> and it's like WTF, man. What the hell? Like, where did this come from? <laughs> and why isn't WB or DC, like, why didn't they dissuade people from using this? Like, they've just gone with it. And now they're like, oh, no, we don't call it that, though.
0: What? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's weird. That's what everybody else calls it. It's what everybody it. calls it's, it. It's just, it's such a confusing thing to even bring up yeah. at this point, you know? like that's, Exactly. That's just what we call it. Like, they should have just ran with the, it, yeah. The reason we, we call the the Marvel uh, movies um, th- that are... You are put out by Disney and Marvel Studios is, uh, we, we call that the MCU because it's Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. We can't call the DC version of that the DCU because DC yeah. is <laughs> one thing and then Cinematic Universe. So I guess you could call it the DCCU. Yeah. But they, they just added that E for Extended Universe because you kind of get the idea yeah. of it, you know? Um, which I guess makes sense. Yeah. I got used to calling it that. I know.
1: I don't really like it, though. Uh, no, it's not not great. It's harder but to it's say. Just,
0: uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's what so, it is. What what are we? What do, I don't, do we follow? I, no. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> well, do they have a, a name for it? Like, it seems like something they should have yeah. a name for because you want to know what the next movie in that series is going yeah. to be.
1: and that you know? want like it's like we talked about before, where some people just don't even understand like they would go see Spider-Man and be like, well, I haven't seen the other Spider-Man movies. And you're like, no, you don't have to. Like, you you have to try at least as a company to, to be like, these are together and these are together. And, you know, that's confusing, but um, at least yeah. you have to group them in some way. Um, what I find funny about this too is I saw another article around the same time from Slash Film where they talked about Jeff Johns had an interview and he was saying that, like, they're going some, they're, like, changing some stuff up uh, again, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with, like, the Joker spinoff and, like, these other, like, spinoffs or whatever that aren't going to be part of the whatever it is the universe and so i feel like now they're like trying to be like no we're just gonna do our own thing and so no we never actually called it the extended universe that wasn't us that wasn't us like i feel like they want to distance themselves from it almost but it's like you have to give us an alternative name then like you can't just be like that's nothing and then not give us something else to call
0: it because yeah especially if they're going to do these standalone like joker movies and, and and potentially the the Batman movie that they're taking yeah. around that nobody can get any solid answers <laughs> on, like they're outside of continuity. That's fine. I mean, like the like the X Men movies and uh, Fantastic Four movies and many of the old Spider Man movies. Those are outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sure, you know. So, but we can easily define that because we have a term for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like all these other movies are, are a little bit different. Like the like we we've got the the Nolan, yeah, you know, Batman movies that's that's just we just yeah. call them that after the director. But since there are so many different directors for all of these different DC movies, what what are we supposed I to know. call it? Like, <laughs> uh, you can't call it the Snyderverse because uh, he's not directing all of them, he kicked it off. But yeah, you know, we've got Patty Jenkins, we've got um, other <laughs> directors, <laughs> Joss, <laughs> whoever directed Joss Suicide Joss Squad, Whedon now David, Whedon, Ayer, yeah, yeah, David Ayer, yeah, David Ayer from Suicide Squad. There yeah, we yeah. go, yeah. Maybe yeah.
1: they should just, uh, every time they have a new director, they should put them all together, and that's what we have to say. It's the Snyder, Jenkins, Eyre, yeah, like... Whedon verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just keep adding one. I don't
0: one. know. I, I, I'm, I'm used to the DCEU. I I'm, I Like you, I, I wasn't a fan of that title, but I've gotten yeah, used sure. to it since. I mean, it it makes sense. It doesn't necessarily, I think the word extended just doesn't doesn't limit it to being cinematic to mm-hmm. me. And maybe that's why I yeah. don't like it. Cause it extended could be, you know, in the comics, yeah. it could be TV shows, you know, all of that stuff. It
1: actually even sounds more like that. Like the extended universe would include everything.
0: Right. And then right. it's yeah. even
1: more confusing if they're going to have these like standalone films that aren't specifically aren't included. So yeah, yeah. it's all kind of yeah. weird, but,
0: um, okay. So <laughs> the next, the next thing on our agenda, um, do you know anything about I this? I do. When I put it on the, the schedule? I thought you it was do? funny okay. when you put it okay, on, because then I
1: was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I read briefly about it.
0: So this is going into the, the music side of things. Uh, rapper B.O.B., whom you might know from his collaborations with Bruno Mars, um, Nothing On You, I believe is the name of that song. And then he did a song with Haley from uh, Paramore mm-hmm. and Eminem called Airplanes. Yep. And both of them were were big radio hits, but um, I haven't really heard much from him recently. Yeah, for years, right? Yeah. But uh, he's definitely made (laughs) a big comeback in the news (laughs) recently, not because of his music, but because of his insane belief that the earth is flat. And I'm going to repeat that for (laughs) you listeners. It is 2017, and there are still people who believe that the earth is flat. Now, he wants to, or he has started a GoFundMe page Uh to raise money to launch his own satellite into space (laughs) because he wants to see for himself the curvature of the Earth. Um, What (laughs) the fuck? You know? I just... It blows my mind. Like, why are we still... Why are we still talking about this? Why are we still, in 2017, talking about Nazis being the bad guys? (laughs) And why are we still... Wait, let me back that up. I I don't feel like I said that right. Uh, Why, in 2017, are we still... On defense about whether or not Nazis are bad. And why are we still on defense about whether or not the earth is flat? I thought both of those things were ruled. Nazis, terrible. (laughs) The earth, a globe. (laughs) Let's move on. I don't like having to hold up progress for.
1: That's the thing. Yes, these,
0: these people. That's you the know? thing.
1: Like I sometimes I'm like, man, why have we progressed more? We have all these technologies and we have all this stuff, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, shouldn't we f- surely be past this? And then it's like, no, because you fuckers keep dragging us down. <laughs> we should, yeah, yeah. we should move past this already. Oh, What's funny too God. is it's... I don't know. He, last I looked, he only raised like a couple hundred or maybe maybe thousand, which is so sad. But uh, uh, dollars mm-hmm. for this, like, he has like a big goals to launch a rocket or some shit. But what's funny, too, is there are people – like, there are Vimeo videos where kids and their dads on a Saturday afternoon tied a GoPro to a weather balloon and sent it up to space, and they have videos from space. Like, people can do this. It's not hard. Yes. And you can clearly see the curvature of the Earth. It's like – Yes. This is – like, even this GoFundMe is, is, is just so stupid. It's like, he doesn't need to do that. Like, you could, you could tell <laughs> – if you couldn't tell outside of this, you could do better experiments by yourself and still see this without sending like, a fucking rocket.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'm going to look. Right now, he is currently at $4,806 of his goal. That's his so goal. sad. Um, his, his, the full goal is $1 million. <laughs> And audience, if uh, if you want to go donate, uh, just go <laughs> fuck yourself because it's stupid. Do not waste your money. Instead, give your money to a charity of your choosing. Don't waste your money on this fucking bullshit. Um, you know,
1: it's funny. I, he, I I know we brought this up because he's you know he's like in the industry, so it's like pop culture related. But if we were to have a segment uh, where we find GoFundMe stuff that's stupid like this, and it's called Go fuck Me or Go Fuck You,
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to donate, I Go like Fuck that. You. I'm actually I'm gonna write <laughs> that down, Steven. Good. Um, people like this are. I, I I don't know if there's any type of proof or evidence that we could provide that would exactly. be uh, adequate for them. You know, like if we, let's say he he gets the money to to launch the satellite in space so we can see it, is he going to believe it? <laughs> like, yeah. he's he's all up in conspiracies. He thinks 9-11 eleven wasn't an inside uh, job. He thinks the moon landing was faked. All of yeah. this shit, and it's it just blows my mind. Like people want to believe. In conspiracy so bad that like no matter what proof you provide, they're they're not going yeah. to believe you. And he's um, he and um, actually the the reason I came across this is I was listening to the Kevin and Bean podcast mm. this past week and they mentioned this and they actually had some of their people, uh, their listeners, call in to <laughs> discuss whether or not they thought the Earth was flat. And they didn't think they'd have anybody uh, call in, but they actually had a few people. They only talked to okay. one, and the guy he was doing his best to make his point, but it was just so fucking ridiculous. He said um, that uh, when when they asked him about well, what about all of the the satellite photos that they've yeah taken now, and and you can watch like Google Earth live, like you can you can yeah. see it. And he said, well, that's all CGI. It's <laughs> like. How, yeah. Why? Why would we? Why would we put all of this effort into it? Like, What's what the happens point of that? if you? Yeah, if, if you get in a boat and sail from one end of the earth to the other, I mean, you're just going to cross around back to the starting point if you if yeah. you do that, you know, because it's it's a yeah. globe. He said, no, that's not that's not how it works. And <laughs> that's not um, how it works. <laughs> he he said something about the, the ends of the earth. When they asked him about it, he said that it was covered in ice. He said, yeah, that's called the North and South Pole. (laughs) (laughs) It it was insane, man. Like, I I cannot believe that people believe this shit. That's awful. But, you know, to each their own? (laughs) I guess
1: guess, so. I don't know. That's the best we can go with because they're there. I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. uh, One funny thing that came out of it is, um, I guess, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. the lord of all science, <laughs> he he responded to B.O.B. I guess a while back and, and explained, like, why if you're standing on Earth oh, and you yes, look yeah. out, it doesn't look curved, yeah. you know? It's like, because we're, we're so small on this giant planet, it's not, your perspective's yeah. gonna be off. But um, I guess B.O.B. released <laughs> like a diss track to <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Neil deGrasse Tyson went on some talk show and was was talking about it, and uh, he was talking about the science behind it, and he really made a, a good, like, salient point. And then he said, and uh, this is the, uh, he said something to the effect of, um, and this is how gravity works, and he just dropped the mic. <laughs>
1: that's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that dude. So, yeah, oh, me too. That's good. So fucking awesome. All right, so... Let's move on down the line. It just gets me so angry, Steve. I know it. I know. Oh, my God. If I we just... could have a
1: whole podcast about that, we would. But <laughs> maybe another day, because I could talk about that for a long time. <laughs> me too.
0: Holy shit. Oh, my God. Uh, so let's move on to the next point, which is uh, something that's, uh, that we're going to be happy about. Oh, which yeah. is there's actually an official release date for the sequel to It. Yes. I don't know what it's going to be called. Yep. You know, you're right. Naming the movie It it's not good it's hard. because every time i say it I know and it. and referring to it i feel like <laughs> I, I feel like i say titles differently than i do like just regular words you know yep. so and then every time you
1: say it you're like it makes you stop when you're and you're like i mean not the title and you're like you have to like either tell people what you're meaning yeah or just like work it out in your own head for a second and be like well they'll they'll know what i meant
0: it's, it's a yeah. real personal crisis that I'm dealing with here. <laughs> yeah. um, brown privilege, you know? Um, the the sequel to it, um, I don't know if they're going to add like chapter two onto yeah. it or, or what the, that's the, what I imagine, the yeah. actual title is, but the sequel has been slated for a release date of September 6th, 2019. So we're going to have to wait a couple of years, but I think it will be worth it in the end. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure they that's have a, to. It's a good amount of time, though. It's, Outside it's, of Pennywise himself, they yeah. have to do recast the entire film. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, you know, it, it, it'll be good. That'll give them enough time to hopefully get that cast together, and then whatever special effects they're going to use, yeah. um, will will look pretty pretty badass. The uh, I thought the special effects in the first movie looked great, mm-hmm. so yeah, you know, maybe this one will be just as good, if not better.
1: Yeah, I'm point. excited. Uh, I was reading about like the budget, like the fairly small budget for the original movie. And, um, I, I was excited because I'm, I'm hoping that they'll, they'll keep up with that and not go yeah. too wild. Cause a lot of sequels, they just like, they just inflate the budget and I'm okay with that if it's about getting high caliber actors and people involved and if they're going to like, mm-hmm. what I heard is like the director, like he's probably going to get, he gets bumped up if he sticks with it and, uh, we'll get like a bigger payday. So I'm cool with all that, but I hope they don't just throw it into the look of the movie or the effects. Cause it was already perfect. Like they don't need it anymore. So I'm hoping they keep yeah. the same kind of tone and stuff. And and like we said in the last time we talked about it, um, same way with like casting and stuff like that. Like I trusted them. I, I, I will trust them now because of what they did with the first movie. So hopefully yeah. they, they do a great job. And I'm, yeah, I'm super pumped for it.
0: I just hope it doesn't get out of hand and they try to turn that into a franchise, you know? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Like coming later, IT yeah. 3. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, and
1: now a new story, not written <laughs> by Stephen King. And you're like, no, 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 don't do that.
0: IT in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh, so moving on to the next topic here um Stranger Things mm-hmm. has already been renewed for a 3rd yeah. season fuck yeah which is super exciting yeah um there's something about a a season 3 where something is a a trilogy yeah. of sorts that uh that gets me excited
1: yeah changes things man yeah yeah it can yeah. be fun although Um, And I I wasn't surprised when I heard they renewed it because I had uh, read a little article about how Netflix wanted to film 3 and 4 back-to-back. And uh, mainly because the kids are going to get even older. Like, that was already an issue, I guess, with the second season coming out. Um, With them filming and stuff, they were kind of worried about their – like, their voices already started changing, I think, even, like, during the first season.
2: What Uh, was that like?
1: (laughs) I think it was – I can't remember his name. The kid with no teeth, the front teeth. Dustin? Dustin, yeah. Um, I think it was, like, his voice started changing or something like that. Uh, And so they were kind of worried about it. So, um, But yeah, I'm excited for for whatever they do, um, but super pumped that they already renewed it before the second season's even out because we all know it's going to be fucking amazing.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: The main topic is The Cabin in the Woods. We are here. We are going to review this movie because it's fucking awesome.
0: It is. It is incredible. Um, So like we discussed earlier, it was filmed back in... Two thousand nine, yep. or I don't know if it was filmed in two thousand nine, but it was it was shelved. Back yeah, two thousand nine. I was. I, guess. It, I
1: think it was shot uh, in two thousand nine as well, though. Yeah, well,
0: okay. To, yeah. Okay. And do you have information? Yeah. you wanted to discuss on that? Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, because so, it's always
1: fascinated me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so so bizarre. It's such a such a good movie that I can't believe it it got shelved. Exactly. I, I guess part of me can because um, it is a weird movie. Uh-huh. Um, if, uh huh. If. If you're going into the cabin in the woods expecting a traditional horror movie, uh, you're way off base yeah. on this. <laughs> and at the time, there weren't any big stars in it. I know Chris Hemsworth is in it, but he wasn't—he wasn't Thor until, you know, after that movie was mm. was filmed. Yeah. So I guess they didn't really have the yeah, the it's marketing like, side of it. Now. It's like
1: it came out though. Whenever I, it came out in 2012, which is also the year that Avengers came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So no. it's like it's like he filmed it. And Red Dawn. Red Dawn was also part of this uh, shuffle. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That he's also in, which is so funny, and they both got shelved because MGM was going bankrupt, and then they got new executives, and the executives were like, we don't know what to do with these, and so they kept trying to sell them, and it was going to be released in, this one was in uh, 2010, and then they were just like shelved for years, and then finally Lionsgate might have picked up both of them, but definitely picked up this one, and then uh, finally released it, you know, three years later in 2012, so it's just such a weird story.
0: Yeah. So... Before we, we talk about the movie, I want to tell you and the audience about how I heard about the movie. Cool, yeah. Which was through the Hideous Energy podcast. Nice. And I... When I say I heard about it, I mean like I heard it in detail. Oh. Like <laughs> what, one of the, the, the hosts, David, mm-hmm. he found the script online, and at the time, the movie wasn't... I think maybe it was scheduled to come out later yeah. in, in 2012... And he was talking about how excited he was, and he was talking with, with his co-host, Austin, about it. And he was going over the, the script. He, he found the script online, went through Reddit, and the the version that he discussed on air was almost exactly what we see in the movie. Yeah. Like, I don't remember if there being any major differences. Like, down to the, the twists that are in the movie uh-huh. and um, how the movie ends yeah. so abruptly. And... Um, just like everything about it, and normally that would be something for me. That would be, you know, it, it's, it's the movie is definitely spoiled uh-huh. at that point, but it's something that made me more curious than want to keep away from it because I've already heard what happens. Uh-huh. Um, it piqued my interest because I was like, "There's no way that this this movie is how he talked about yeah. it," you know. But then you go see the movie, and that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and I guess we should go ahead and give a, a, just a blanket spoiler warning just for yeah. later when we get into it. But uh, there are spoilers for The Cabin in the Woods. So if you've not seen the movie, definitely go ahead and pause it right now and go watch the movie. Yeah, because what the fuck um, is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> because it is a fantastic movie. And it's not just a, a standard horror movie. There's a lot of comedy that's mixed yeah. into it. And there's a lot of twists. To the movie that are based on different horror tropes, yep. that um, they they somehow make work. I don't know if it's it has to be alchemy of some yeah. sort. <laughs> Drew Goddard is a, a warlock, and he he with Joss Whedon put this movie together, and uh, they made magic.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, uh, it's it's certainly an amazing movie, and yeah, definitely anybody needs to watch it. I would say it's it's like essential viewing for any horror fan. Um, and then also like outside of that, like, I think this is the type of horror movie that can bring a lot of people in that might not normally watch those things. Um, right. it's definitely gory and scary and moments, but it's, um, it's like, it's a thinking piece as well. Like it calls into question a lot of the tropes, like you mentioned, uh, of other horror movies. And it's just an interesting watch and they did such a great job crafting it. Um, uh, like you said, Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon wrote it together um joss whedon it's, it's just like anything else he wrote and, and drew Goddard worked with him on buffy and stuff and all the the way that he writes dialogue and it's so like uh quick-witted and pithy and all that stuff like um all of that's present here and it's and it's wonderful so it's it's just a really well-made movie and uh definitely recommend anybody watch it and certainly before you listen to this podcast because we're going to spoil the shit out of it <laughs> <laughs> oh and i wanted to mention too i knew about him reading that script because I went back and listened to uh, an episode of Eerie International, which is uh, kind of oh, a yeah. companion piece uh, for me, at least for uh, Hideous Energy. Has that, uh, what's the, the host that's on both of them? Uh, David, Hopkins David Hopkins is on both, yeah. So I went back, I went to listen to a little bit of Eerie International's podcast for, uh, for October as well. And I found an old episode, I think it was actually from 2015, maybe, um, where they did okay. uh, their top five horror movies. And unfortunately, um, Andy uh, Prowler. Um, wasn't on that show, so I have to listen to like the next episode when he's back so he, I can get his top five. But I think it was a good, uh, good way to get into the, the, that podcast because, um, you know, hearing people's like top five or, or five of their favorites kind of gives you like a baseline for horror movies. And they mentioned uh, Cabin in the Woods and him reading that script on Area International, so it's funny that you actually heard about it that way because I had just yeah. randomly listened to that episode from like two <laughs> years ago, not of, not of the script reading, but uh, of him mentioning right. it, so.
0: And I tried to go back in the Hideous Energy feed and uh, and find that episode, but mm. it, I don't think it's on there. I think they've only just got certain episodes that far back yeah. that are on okay. there. But, um, but yeah, it uh, instead of spoiling or ruining the movie for me, it just made me want to see it that much more. Yeah, that's cool. Which is one of the only times that's ever happened in, yeah. in cinema. Like, I've never <laughs> seen The Sixth Sense because <laughs> a... The, the weekend it came out, a coworker of mine uh, spoiled it for me, uh, and I've just never, I've never been able to forget what it it's is. Hard. It's just so ingrained in pop culture as yeah. to what that spoiler is.
1: No, uh, and, it's, and I it, will, it really would ruin it, I think. It would not, that movie is not nearly as good when you know it. Um, yes. It's a well-made yeah. movie I would recommend watching, um, and that the kid, uh, Haley Jo Osmond, is amazing in it. But, uh, but yeah, once you hear the, the twist, it's kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep,
0: <laughs> and I won't ruin it for any of our listeners here yeah. if they haven't seen it, uh, Brandy. I'm looking at you. Uh, um, but, but yeah. So I, I don't know. I might try to go back and, and watch it at some point. Yeah. yeah. But Kevin in the woods. Yeah, it definitely worked. It piqued my interest. Yeah. Um, and I still, when I go back and watch it, and I, I just rewatched Kevin in the woods last night, uh-huh. and I, I'm still amazed that yeah. they were able to to pull this off. It's and so good. Make it as good as they they did.
1: Yeah. Well, I wanted to say too. I'm glad you brought up uh, kind of how you heard about it because I wanted to also bring up because it was shelved and it was so weird. I don't remember exactly when I heard about it, but uh, I've been a long time uh, slash film reader, and I remember like reading about the movie. I guess when it was originally going to come out, some some point between it was when it was made and it actually came out. I had heard about it like within that year period, uh, those few years, and so. I had been waiting for this movie for a long, long time and then kept just not hearing about it like everybody else. And then whenever it was like, oh, they're going to release this movie, I remember being like, oh, I heard about that. If it was shelved, it's probably horrible because why else would you shelve it, right? Like, There are a lot of horror movies that end up that way, a lot of like smaller independent movies that you only barely hear about and then they don't get released for a few years and then you watch them and they're like not that good uh, or they kind of lose their impact, Um, especially this movie... Imagine, like, we got this movie in 2012, and it was great for the horror landscape uh, and the entertainment landscape at the time. But imagine if we had gotten it in 20 in, in 2009, you know, like, it it could have changed enough in that three years that it wouldn't have been relevant anymore. Something else could have come out to kind of turn the horror genre on its head before it, and it would have ruined it. But yeah. it all worked out, and so uh, it was cool when it finally came out, though. Um like the trailers looked good but i was like not as excited because i was like well maybe it's not gonna be that great but i kept hearing very good reviews went to the theater and from the very start of this movie i was like what the fuck is happening number one (laughs) because it's like just bounces back and forth and it it starts with like uh you know like bradley cooper not Bradley cooper uh bradley whitford whitford from the west wing and richard jenkins and it's just kind of like them doing their thing and you're like what am i watching and it's like they're like in an office or something like that, and and then the title card when it like screams and it just throws up yeah. like, Captain in the Woods and it's like blood red. I was like, I am in. Like, <laughs> it hits you right from the beginning. It's so cool.
0: Yeah, that's the uh, one of the things I've got written down here is uh, the opening scene with the office talk is great. It's so because good because it, it is. It's just like, well, the 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 title before that is like all like bloody yeah. and the text is in red and you're just expecting it to be your standard horror movie yep. but then it just cuts to an office yeah. two co-workers are in the like yeah. office kitchen and Bradley Whitford is talking to um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, uh, Richard Jenkins Richard Jenkins yeah um, he's talking to him about how he just in how his wife has installed <laughs> yeah. like baby proof their house and they're going through the process of trying to conceive and everything uh-huh. and it, the house is already baby proofed and it's a pain in the ass to have to like get into the like the silverware drawer cuz you have to like reach your hand in there yeah. it's just like mundane office talk and as they're kind of walking through the the halls there um one of the one of their coworkers yeah. a, a a lady she walks up to them and reports that um some of the the other branches there have gone down or failed yeah and uh, she was concerned about it she mentions the incident in 98 oh yeah did did you look into that? No, at all? I didn't
1: even. Yeah, I didn't even like really
0: hear it. So I I checked it out online, and there's not any official word from the director or or screenwriters or anything like that uh-huh. uh, that talk about what that is. But it's um, it's the kind of known theory is that it's a reference to the faculty, which was oh. released in nineteen ninety eight, uh-huh. and none of those archetypes that are in this movie died. Uh huh. Like the, the only uh, person that died in the faculty is the, I guess, the monster, uh-huh. which I, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, I love the faculty, but, though. Yeah. So I guess that's what that's in reference to. That's uh-huh. interesting. And, that's fun. Uh, and so the, uh, the, the, the two guys, the, the two uh, actors there, they're talking about, eh, ah, it's between us and Japan. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we'll, between one of us, we'll, we'll get this taken care of. No big deal. But and you're still
1: like at this point you're like what are they talking about? Like it's only like barely there. Like it's so jarring from like the the blood red titles into that that you're like I'm not I can't piece it together. I'm not sure what's happening. That's why it's so great. Yeah.
0: And see when we didn't see it the the weekend it came out. I think uh-huh. we saw it that that following weekend. And you and your wife Amanda had come over to our house and you and I kind of went off to the side and we're talking about it and you had already seen it yeah. I told you about the, how I'd heard Okay. Uh, hideous energy discuss it and told you about what happened and you didn't give me any reaction on it because <laughs> you know I don't want to be spoiled uh-huh. from the actual movie but um, you'd already seen it at that point and so I knew what it was going to be going into it. Okay. I didn't tell oh, my yeah, so yeah about you it knew, at yeah. all other than it was just going to be not what you're expecting from, from a horror movie. Uh-huh. Um, so did you have any idea? No. About... Okay.
1: So yeah, whenever I had heard about it, I, I don't remember reading a whole lot. I don't really know at the time, like how much I was getting in. I I definitely avoid spoilers. Um, I was watching a lot of trailers at that time for sure. So I'm sure I heard some of the things, but I thought it was just gonna be a straight up horror movie. I knew that it like, was going to be meta and kind of, you know, mess with some tropes and stuff. But I still thought it was going to be a straight-up horror with some comedy, maybe, but not the way that it was. So, yeah, when I'm watching the beginning of that movie, I have no fucking clue what's going on. Actually, <laughs> um, when, when we might get to it, like, I remember kind of the point when I was like, okay, wait a second. Like, it took me a while. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of interesting. We have, like, really different, different ways that we approached it, um, yeah. you know, with our knowledge going into it, that it kind of changes how you see it.
0: Um, did... Did you like it the first time you saw oh, yeah. the movie? Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely, okay. yeah.
0: Okay, so it wasn't anything that was a negative for you? because No,
1: no. It was just really, like, jarring is how I best describe it. Like, when the office talk starts and you're like, I, first of all, I, don't, I didn't even know Bradley Whitford was in this movie. Really? And he's, like, a major <laughs> character. <laughs> like,
0: I, I, I'm trying to remember back to, like, the trailers that I saw it. Yeah. I don't even know if—I'm sure I saw some, but I, I think it was probably just, like, a standard horror yeah. trailer, if I remember Yeah, correctly. as far as I remember, but I'll have to go back and watch them, too. Yeah, um but now now that I know what the movie is, it's it's so hard for me to divorce like that that office portion of yeah. it from the movie because that's those are some of my favorite scenes, you know. Yeah. Um but uh, but yeah, like jumping back to to the movie like after after they discuss the the incident in 98 and they say that, you know, I, between America and Japan, we've got this covered, no big deal. They go back to, um, to just talking about you know the the guy maybe proofing his home and everything. They get in a golf cart because yeah. it's a, a large facility. They got in a golf cart to like travel like through it, and that's when the like the shrieking yeah. blood red title, uh, the cabin in the woods, yeah. shows up on screen over this like mundane yeah. <laughs> office talk, which is just like it perfectly sets the tone for what the movie is exactly
1: with how weird it's gonna yeah. be. And just you're not yes. know, you're not gonna know what's coming. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's great from the start. I love all that stuff. Um, uh, One of the the main things I wrote on here is I love the quick shifts in tone throughout the movie, Uh, and it plays out the entire time where it's not only the the plot that's not not confusing, but it's definitely like you don't know where it's going to go, and there's like so much to it, and you kind of like unraveling it uh, with the characters and stuff Uh, with with Marty, um, the stoner character, basically,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, as he is like realizing what's going on a little bit and you as the audience kind of get to unpack that as well and uh but yeah the the change in tones with the actual plot and then you have like the comedy and the gore and all the different stuff going on um and then it'll and like randomly it'll just flash back to the the office stuff with uh with those guys and and show like their reactions to things which is really interesting so i I love the the shifts in tone all over the place are, are awesome
0: yes yeah definitely um we should we should mention the cast because that's yes. part of the the story really yeah. um like you mentioned we've got marty who's the, the the stoner character yep um we've got Dana, who is the quote unquote virgin yep um which we'll get to later yeah so marty um, marty
1: i wrote these down too cuz i wanted to make sure to reference them this way uh, marty oh, okay, is okay. the the fool is how yes, they reference the, him
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. As we find out later in the movie, there are, are five archetypes that they're, yeah. they're trying to—it's brilliant—to cast for the movie. Yeah, yeah, um, that's interesting. And they—it's it, really kind of the the failure of of a business, <laughs> 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 which is <laughs> the, <laughs> the best case, um, or the best example of of what this movie is. That is so a, a funny. business so wildly failing at their job. Oh my god. That, uh, I would love it shit goes real. I like whenever uh, yeah.
1: I like whenever people will take a movie and try to write a description of it that's like really off the wall and see if someone else can guess it. And I would love to read a description of this movie as a failing business tries to keep <laughs> going blah 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 like that would be so funny. What a good way to look at it.
0: But then but then things go sour. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: it's like jaws all over again.
0: Right? Yeah, exactly. Switching it I'm up. right here guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Dana is the, the, the quote-unquote virgin. Yep. Uh, we've got Kurt, played by Thor, uh, played yeah. by Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> the athlete. Who is, he's the athlete, yeah. Um, then we've got Jules, mm-hmm. uh, who is the, um, what was her role? The, <laughs> the uh, whore. The whore, <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
1: I wrote it down and I was like, I'm going to have a hard time talking about it this way. But that is her archetype.
0: I, I forgot about that. Yeah, that is, that is it. And these are, these are ancient Archetypes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, there are there are stone scrawlings that we see yeah. later in the movie um, that um, that those are tied to. So it's not like in the modern day these people came up with these yeah. terms. These are these are going back to I guess several thousand yeah. years from from what I'm understanding. Um, oh, and speaking of those, uh, our listener Will Fee uh, yeah Will Fisch, who I mentioned earlier in the show he actually did a drawing of the um, the different uh, stone etchings oh, cool. of the archetypes uh-huh. and he did the uh, at the end of the movie the the um, the final little platform uh-huh. that the the two surviving characters stand yeah. on there at the, the climactic scene um, and I retweeted it from the LT oh, cool I haven't seen uh, it yet Twitter account so yeah go check it nice out. Um, so yeah we've got uh, Jules as the whore, and then we've got <laughs> Holden as the the scholar? scholar? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember that one. Uh-huh. But uh but yeah, so you know that because he uh, wears
1: glasses sometimes. I know, I was so confused the first time that
0: I, I saw the movie because like both he and Chris Hemsworth are super handsome dudes uh, and they're throwing a football um through windows? And, 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 yeah, yeah, through the, the beginning of it. And uh, I'm not at at all athletically inclined. Yeah. So if somebody can throw and or catch a football, I'm like, Oh, you must play for the NFL <laughs> So um, I thought they were both jocks, but as you get into it, he yeah. puts on glasses, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, okay, obviously he's a nerd." <laughs> so
1: that's why I love it. Like, yeah, and we'll get more into that, I'm sure, about like how it plays with the what the actual people would be in real life, and like yeah. Chris Hemsworth, like being smart in that in that movie, but then they need him to be this archetype, and I, I love I love how they they play with that. Uh,
0: the company does, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I certainly do. Um, yeah, should we? Should we go through the, the plot of the movie? Yeah. Or do you want to go... I
1: don't have a, a description do written do down, but uh, yeah, it'd be good to kind of just lay it all out there or whatever.
0: Okay. Um, a business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, what's happening?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, no, yeah, go for it. Go for
1: um, it. Yeah, so it's... It, the way you're presented, the way I was presented from the trailer, I would say, is it's, it's like the typical story of like five college kids go out into the woods, to a cabin in the woods... And uh, it kind of plays off of like Evil Dead uh, that series. Um, and I, the cabin actually looks remarkably like that cabin to me. Um, and they do a really good job of, of um, decorating that place too. It's all fucked up and creepy. And uh, and they go out there, and it's 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 presented as the typical horror story where you know they're gonna get um, sliced and diced, and uh, you don't really know what's happening. But as you get into it, you realize like there there are other forces at play here, and that it's actually a company orchestrating all of this stuff to get these people here and they have certain things in place and it it basically turns any horror movie on its head and it's like the the the, one of the ones i love the most the harbinger the the creepy (laughs) old gas station dude who's like a racist old prick or whatever like uh you know he's there and and but it's like he's part of the company and all that stuff so you kind of get more of that and then um I don't necessarily want to spoil the ending now. We'll definitely spoil it later. But, you know, you get yeah. to the end and it's like one of the characters has been figuring stuff out and realizing all this stuff and, uh, and the reasons why they're doing this. But uh, I love the, the whole mystery of it as you start to unpack it while you're watching the movie of here's a typical horror movie scene that I know. Um, five college kids go to the woods. And then here's this other stuff that I have no idea what's going on. But this, this company is planning and they're doing all this stuff for a purpose and they have everything rigged. But uh, but you don't know why. That's the that's the cool mystery of, of watching the movie the first time. So yes,
0: yeah, so you you have the movie unfurl its plot in front yeah. of you, and um, even rewatching it, some of the stuff I forgot, and I've seen the movie like a dozen times yeah. or so, and um, just, there's just always new things. Trying to keep things. track of why is this? Yeah, there's just so much in this movie yeah. that you you pick up on other things. Um, it's definitely something that is rewatchable. Yeah. Um, and they they usually address most of those things. Um, I came across a um, a website earlier this week about it, and there are certain things that aren't addressed in it, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's really any, anything that majorly impacts the, the story itself. Yeah. But um, but yeah, for the most part, it's a, a pretty solid story. So, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm always impressed with yep. this movie ever existed. So, <laughs> it's a good we, we point. We got a good one here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's cool because I think it's, uh, it was a shot of uh, adrenaline to the horror industry. I don't really remember a whole lot. I wish I kind of would have looked up um, the type of horror that was released um, in 2009 when this was made, like why, why they wanted to make this. Um, and then the movies kind of around when it was released uh, in 2012 that uh, I think this was, you know, uh, something definitely needed for that industry to kind of, turn itself on its head and be something different and fun and uh we'll talk about that more next week too um some of the films that kind of go in that same same realm of uh playing with tropes and stuff like that and kind of making things different so
0: going back to to the cast one of the the characters um Jules I believe she was actually yeah she's from New Zealand oh. um I believe she was actually a Power Ranger at a certain <laughs> point
1: <laughs> I heard about one I always of them like to point out yeah
0: I was really confused
1: I didn't know which one it was
0: um, and, uh... That's funny. Yeah, uh, New Zealand and Power Rangers go hand-in-hand hand because, I guess, after the, the first few seasons of the American show, they sent sent a lot of the production over... Oh, really? ...over there just because it was a little bit cheaper. That's funny. Um, but there are a number of those, those actors that have gone on to bigger and better things, like, um, if you watch Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. um, Malcolm, uh, the... The guy who um goes over to Jessica's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um he's the uh the black guy with the the I guess not quite an Afro, but the, the poofy hair. Uh-huh. Um he was the Red Ranger in some seasons oh, of Power oh, okay. Rangers.
1: Interesting. And
0: he was in the same cast hmm. as um the girl who's in iZombie, the main character oh, there. I didn't know
1: she was a Power Ranger. Um yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah.
0: So um I always like to point that because Power Rangers <laughs> was a big deal to me back in the Hell day. Hell yeah, man. I used to um, love Power Rangers. <laughs> So um now on the on the the movie itself yeah. they the the characters um after we see the the office characters we are then introduced to all five of the the protagonists yeah. I guess of the of the movie which is I noticed we get all five of the the main like teenage characters uh-huh on top of all of the um, the main like office characters yeah. all at once, like within the first 10 minutes yeah, it's of the quick. movie. So you find out who everyone is, what their deal is. Um, like you mentioned before, uh, Thor. I'm just going to call him Thor. Sure. He's Thor. <laughs> um, he uh, In this movie, uh, he's an athlete, but he's also smart, and he tells Dana, well, you don't want to read this. Yeah. Uh, was it psychology uh, some, yeah. You want to read this other one, and he's he's real knowledgeable. So they're not so cookie cutter yeah. as to what we expect. They are actually, yeah. Archetypes, yeah. right? Yeah, um, and they kind of turn that way throughout the movie. But that's part of the uh, part of the storytelling yeah. of the movie, I guess. Um, but yeah, all of the uh, the five. Teenagers, um, Chris Hemsworth says, Hey, my cabin or my cabin, my cousin has this <laughs> cabin in the woods that we're all gonna go hang out to, so they're all packing for this this trip, and they all pile in an R V. And last night as we were watching the movie, my wife Brandy said, Why are they in an R V? Like, what's the point <laughs> of having R V versus having a having a going car, to a cabin. You know?
1: That's yeah, of a I guess so.
0: Like, um, and I, I didn't really have an answer. Like, I, I guess it's just so...
1: Just in case? I don't know. I still don't have an yeah. answer. You know? Now that she mentions it, it's like, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> they, they could have just gotten in a in a sedan but I, and, and traveled up there. But it's there. Awesome they, they have too. Had, so
1: it's hard to, yeah. yeah. But...
0: Uh, I guess they, they needed something they could put that motorcycle I think it's on all the for the motorcycle. Thing. It's all for the dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, oh, that was That's another so thing funny. I wanted to mention to you is that since uh, since Brandy has been listening to the podcast, she's mentioned that, well, now when I watch these movies with you, I... I watch it in such a way that I like nitpick the, all these different things and ask these questions and I'm like, Yeah, that's how Steven and I watch movies. She's like, This is exhausting.
1: <laughs> it can be exhausting. I agree with that.
0: Yes. It can. Yeah. Um, that's
1: really funny though. Especially
0: especially on movies that you've already seen before, yeah. you're you're able to go back and be like, Well, wait a minute. Well, think about this a little bit. I even told
1: Amanda last night, she was kind of falling asleep. Uh, we actually didn't even start watching this until midnight. Uh, last night, because last night, <laughs> yeah. oh okay, we were out uh, with her brother and sister in law, and uh, and, uh, and so we got home to watch that. So she was kind of falling asleep um, like halfway through or whatever. But I was like, I'm going to be taking a lot of notes, and um, <laughs> so I did, I kind of did my notes really long. I don't really want to go through it this way. I just wanted to kind of highlight different lines and, and various moments that that were were good or funny or whatever. But um, I was writing it down like very specifically. Like I have 63 different notes from throughout the movie oh, wow. that I just wrote yeah. like little lines here and there and whatever. And, uh, but yeah, I was like, this is how I'm like, I, I watch it as a, a movie reviewer, you know, like I need to remember right. these things. I, I'm not gonna remember all of them. I remember that whenever, or I realized that whenever I was reviewing super bad that I've seen that movie countless times, but, um, if I don't write it down, I might forget something, you know, one of my favorite right. lines that I, I don't really think about that often, um, yeah. or good moments. So yeah, uh, it is, it is exhausting sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> but it's hell of fun, man. That's why I do it, you know?
0: So, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I write things down too, just to just not as many as you, <laughs> but, I just went overboard. Um, cert- certain things that I wanted to mention or possibly discuss, you know. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so after after they hop in the RV, they're they're heading back or heading to the cabin as the camera pans up. We see somebody on the yes. rooftop saying, hey, they've left they're on their way. So we know immediately that something's that's, going that's on. That's like the like next step. They're being monitored in yeah. some way. Yeah. That was
1: the next step that I was like, okay, wait a second. Like, is yeah. it, it it pulls it all together with the office people and you're like, okay, there's like, they're obviously doing this stuff but like still, what is happening?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it makes me wonder if, if I didn't know the plot of this movie, I don't know if I would have gone to see it uh-huh. right away just because I thought it was just a horror movie. Oh yeah, movie for you, and, yeah. You know? Um, but... But man, I don't... I, I can't imagine myself like eventually seeing this movie and not liking sure. it. Um, I've got a... Uh, I know a guy that, who... He and his girlfriend went to go see the movie not knowing what it was or, or, or I guess just expecting a regular horror movie. They watched the whole thing <laughs> at the theater and they didn't like it. Ah, uh, And I, I tried to tell him why he was wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I explained to him that the Earth is round <laughs> and that you're wrong about this movie. And... He was like, "No, I, I still don't like it because because it was different, huh? You know." Uh, uh, and I was like, "You're well, not friends with him anymore, right?" No, I'm literally not friends Good. with him anymore, but um, <laughs> not necessarily for that. It's but for because that because of other reasons. But um, yeah, it's 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 weird that people just get locked into these things. I I wonder if he were to go back and rewatch it now, knowing what yeah. what it is, if he would be able to kind of see past.
1: Yeah, because there's a, I mean, I kind of agree in the sense that there are a few movies that I've seen um, that I've wondered going back, like, they were totally different than what was um, either advertised or what I expected, and then it, it, it's so, mm. again, like, jarring to see something different that yeah, it can throw you off, uh, but I've gone back and then watched some things, and I'm like, no, this is good for what it is, or, like, no, I still just don't, I don't agree with it or whatever, um, so I can kind of get that, but he's, he's just wrong. Because because <laughs> this movie is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the way it is, like this, I don't know. Like for this one, I just don't really see that that viewing. But I I kind of get what he's saying. I've I've done that with other movies, just not yeah. not quite this way, not not quite this caliber of
0: movie. I could see going into a movie and getting something um, you weren't expecting that's worse. Yeah. Yeah. But not not like this. Like I, I sometimes when I watch this movie, I try to. Put myself in the mindset of I'm, like trying to pretend like I've never seen this movie, yeah. don't know what it's about, and I can't imagine myself being disappointed with anything yeah. that I come across. Uh, it'd, it'd be more like being delighted. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like the the amount of humor that's in it and everything. Like if you so. had just
1: stumbled upon this movie on VHS. Oh my god! In, like 1993. <laughs> that would have been so cool.
0: Yeah. Or if you're a kid now nowadays oh, yeah. and you come across it on Netflix yeah. or something like that, you'd be like, oh, I guess I'll watch this, and like seeing what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's cool that. In shape minds, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Well, and
1: I wanted to bring up too before they leave uh in the RV, uh my favorite character is the is Marty, the fool, the pot smoker. <laughs> okay. Um, he is just so funny from the get-go. He he drives up yeah. in a in his car <laughs> full of smoke, smoking a bong, and then gets yep. out. I love it. He gets out, he grabs like a a sack of weed and he like locks his door through the open window and then
0: checks on the <laughs> door
1: handle. And and then they're like, You can't bring that big bong on the on the R V and he collapses that bong into a coffee mug. And it's just yeah. like I remember seeing that and just being like, This guy is awesome. I love him so much. He was so funny. <laughs> the, and he's awesome throughout the, the entire actors, movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the actor's name is Fran. I know. Krenz, and I don't know, <laughs> I know if I've I've seen him in anything I know, else. But I love he's things. got an awesome name. Yeah. It's uh, it rhymes. I just want to talk to him and, and be like, his name's Fran. Like I, that'd be. <laughs> I would have to get used to like that. Like the name. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh. But yeah, he's he's a great yeah. character, and um. Luckily, he's throughout the yeah. movie. Um,
1: no, I love that. I love the his tropes are my favorite too, um. And then the fact yeah. that like as we get into it, how they're like using um like i mentioned some kind of chemical stuff in the hair dye for uh for jewels, for jewels. and they like we'll do like whispering and stuff throughout and then yeah. um he keeps like noticing it all throughout the movie but then they finally like realize like he's been smoking his own weed not the weed that we tainted for him to get him yeah. in his mindset and so i just like all of it is just so funny to me uh how they how they played with his his things and also like his uh the fool i like too and that um his like stone carving, or whatever, is like a like a chalice. Like he has like a drink. Like it's usually like the the drunkard, the, uh, the yeah. alcoholic or whatever. And uh, and I like that they kind of changed it up for this. Like pot has a, a big role in a lot of horror movies. It's one of like the don't drink, don't have sex, don't smoke pot is kind of like you know yeah. one of the rules. Uh, you're, you're gonna die in a horror movie. And uh, but I like that he's that's like what he does. And they kind of changed that and, and noted it too uh, with his his uh, stone carving. So uh, but yeah, he's he's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and one of the things I liked about it was um, the the guy with the altered perceptions is yeah. the only guy with the correct yeah. perceptions of what's going yeah. on. You know, um, he's yeah, like whenever the whispering happens, uh-huh. he's like, "What's that?" And then like the other four characters yeah. in the background are just what? like focused on whatever they're supposed to be focused yeah. on. You know, um, but uh, but yeah, he's he's. <laughs> that character is great just he's like awesome. the first appearance he shows yeah. up from the get go every scene he's, he's yeah. in he, he steals so. yeah um, so after after the RV we jump back to the to the office and we're introduced to the guard he's a a, a newbie yeah. to the base there yeah um, his name is uh, actor's name is Brian J. White um, I knew him from The Shield oh okay uh, the, the TV show on FX cool. And uh, he was a character on there that I liked quite a bit. And um, in this movie, he's his character's name is Truman. He's the guard there. Just in case shit goes down, he's, he's the protector. Uh-huh. And um, that particular character, um, or that, that actor, I should say, uh, Brian J. White, I always thought if they ever had a Falcon in the Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe, he would be a great that's Falcon. Funny. Um, I still think that, but I still like Anthony Mackie sure, yeah. as the Falcon as well. But um, that's cool to uh, yeah, like that's dream the, uh, casting
1: type stuff. That's fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, because he looks like he would be in the military. Yeah. You know, it looks like he's got his shit he together. Filled, yeah. he's, he, he fills that, that, that perspective sure. role that um, you need in a, a situation like that. You always need a, a new character. In this bizarre situation, so the other characters can bounce yeah. off of him and kind of explain what the situation is. Oh, and it, it helps in this and movie so so much. That. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah how he yeah. how he views the situation and he's so so serious and like so like yes. morose about everything, and they're like just dealing with it and betting on stuff and whatever. Like <laughs> it's a great <laughs> yeah. way to show the audience like some differences and and uh yeah, kind of give us a view into it as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. Cool. Um so um which would have been good because if he were the Falcon, he's in a movie with Thor. There it's you go. There. It's all connected. It's a, it's a prequel to the MCU. Yeah. Um, so um, as as we jump back to the the five protagonists, they're, they they get stopped to or they stop to yeah. get gas, and um, that's when they come in contact with the, the harbinger. The harbinger, yep. and uh, like you said, it's just like a creepy old guy <laughs> at a at a gas station. Uh, I've been here since the
1: war. Which war right. would that be? <laughs> you know damn well which war. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? This guy's just saying. And then Marty's
0: like, so one guy's had blue coats, <laughs> and the other guy's had gray <laughs> yeah. coats. Like the Civil Perhaps War.
1: brother, fighting brother.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's... Um, it might be confusing at first like what why would he even be there why is he trying to to scare them off but later in the movie you find out that they have to make that choice themselves yeah. to want to continue going and they just get enough gas to go there but not to necessarily come back um though that's not something that's necessarily an issue yeah. in the movie when you get further into it but um but yeah so they they eventually make it to or get back on trail and are, are going to the cabin and they have to go through this this tunnel to get there. And as they're driving through the, the tunnel, you see a, a hawk yeah. kind of fly through the air and um, it's just kind of soaring through this landscape <laughs> and all of a sudden, bam, it hits this like laser wall yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And that's when you know... Oh shit! Just got twisted. Like it's, yeah. it's totally. That different. was like
1: the real moment where I was like, "What is happening?" Okay.
0: See, I, see, I knew yeah. about that from listening okay, to yeah. uh, to the script reading, but but uh, yeah, was that? Did that do anything? Yeah. To you when you first uh, saw. It?
1: So it's like it's hard to remember really when I, like you know, stuff is happening. You're kind of piecing it together, but that was like the I think the real moment that I was like, oh, like. This is all <laughs> planned. This is all gonna be yes. take place here. Like they have all of this worked out. Like that was like the real moment where you're like, shit, just got real.
0: Did that catalyze the the connection between the the office scenes versus the 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 characters yeah, like, for you? Like there's there's something, there's something about it. Uh, a- a yeah, it,
1: it, I don't even know what happens right after that. Like I don't think they flash back. I think they just keep going with the kids. Then it's like right when they come up to the actual yeah. cabin and stuff. But but yeah, it does kind of kind of catalyze that. Uh, and Everything, um, I would say, too, too, though, that's one of the parts. There's um, some really bad CGI right there that always bothers me where the van, like the, the RV behind them, the, the it's just RV, like, yeah, and it looks like a cartoon. Well, it, it was
0: weird because on, on my notes here, I, I wrote that poor CGI hawk. And <laughs> my wife was sitting next to me, she said, I didn't think the CGI on the hawk was too bad. And I said, No, that the hawk to me looked. Looked mostly okay yeah. Yeah. You know, for what it was, but the, yeah, the RV yeah. itself the wall looked cool. definitely looked yeah. bad. Yeah. The, yeah, the wall looked yeah. cool, but the RV, yeah. they were just like, uh, hey, what can we do for like 50 <laughs> yeah. bucks? Can, can you, you yeah. see this, this RV driving in the back? No, and
1: it's funny, um, they have like really good effects for the most part in this movie, like the practical effects, the makeup effects of the, the creatures later on are fantastic, and uh, I read a thing about like they had to like um, get a new warehouse, and they brought in like sixty new workers. The, the company that was tasked with that, and like they uh-huh. they worked really really hard on it. It was really cool. But then some of the CGI is, is pretty pretty sh- shifty, but uh, but it's it's okay. Like I don't really, it doesn't really bother me. It actually cracks me up each time when I see that RV because it it looks like it <laughs> yeah. just flo- like a floating
0: cartoon RV like. Like, it it's yeah. so funny. Uh, the, the weird way they made it, it jostle. Like, something really about badly. It. It, 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 it. It it's like it, it moves on its yeah. axis, like the the front yeah. and back versus like side to side, like a three dimensional object. Yeah, just it's just really funny. Like, it's it's kind of bad. I, I try not to focus on it because the movie yeah. is so good. Otherwise. it's just a little
1: little nitpick, but uh doesn't doesn't bother me. Yeah. It just cracks me up. So
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So at that point, the we come back to the office and the. Uh, the Harbinger calls calls the, the yeah, office. Yeah, I love or that part. Two, uh, two office characters. Um, uh, Hadley, uh, which is Richard Jenkins, and Sitterson, uh, which is Bradley uh-huh. Whitford. So uh, he calls them, and um, they actually have to patch his call through to them. And,
2: <laughs> yeah, um, that other guy. <laughs> they don't want to talk to
0: him, but they, they have to patch him through because he's, uh, he's being yeah. weird. And so... Um, they they put him on speaker and they're talking to him and he's like saying these like super like dour like things that you would expect from. A I wrote one movie. down. My favorite one, uh,
1: the lambs. what is was it? The lambs have passed through the gate. They are come to the killing floor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's going through different different phrases like that. And then at a certain point he stops. He's like, am yeah. I on speaker? Like he he breaks <laughs> character there for a second. You're like, oh, wait, let me check. Oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. Let me uh, let me fix this for you. Okay, go ahead. You guys and are so right he goes back into, back it. into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, Hadley starts laughing in the background. He's like, I'm on speaker <laughs> again, aren't I? <laughs> they, they both just He's like, that's rude. So the the way they intercut humor and yeah. in with the, the horror is just like so well done. It's It seems like something that could easily take you out of the movie, but oh, it no, doesn't. It, works. It, it, just, it meshes so well with it. I, I think maybe having the opening scene begin with I know, something yeah, like that. It helps. Put you in the mood for for having yeah. that, that intercut.
1: Yeah, it's, it's great from the start. And then, uh, yeah, I love that scene, though. He's so funny. I For some reason, that's one of the lines. That's why I write it down because it's a line that I always go back to. Like, I don't say a lot of horror lines. I say a lot of funny lines. If I ever repeat like pop culture stuff in in real life, but for some reason I I like yeah. to say they come to the killing floor because that's <laughs> it's so weirdly structured and it just sounds <laughs> so weird and bizarre and dark and everything.
0: Well, it it's old it's timey, old-timey. like back yeah. in the day, you know, like because the 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 story behind everything is is so ancient. It's that's the type of verbiage yeah. that they would Makes use sense. back in the yeah. day. So. Yeah, um, and then we we cut back to I guess the the campers getting settled into the cabin and kind of exploring that a little bit. I, don't, I really don't have anything major on that particular scene. Uh, no,
1: I had uh, I like that scene because um, they have the two characters uh, Dana and Holden uh, who don't know each yeah. other. They're kind of being set up on this trip and forced yeah, together. Yeah, forced yeah. together, and they have uh, rooms next yeah. to each other and. He sees that painting with a weird ass uh, depictions of like gore and death and everything, like that, and he takes it down. And then he sees that two way mirror, and uh, can see. Yeah. Uh, uh, I keep trying to say jewels, but uh, Dana changing. And I love it because it, they play with it in a really good way. That it's it's. Um, he's not a creep, but he's also like a, a guy, and so he like starts to watch her a little bit. And then he's like, No, I gotta tell her. And then he like comes back and like peeks a little bit more, and then he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna
0: tell her. <laughs> the the funny thing is when uh, we were watching the movie last night uh brandy asked me what would you do in this situation i said i would behave exactly yeah as this like, guy it's like awkward like <laughs> I, w- I would be a, a little bit awkward but then also like i kind of want to like, see moves. this and then walk away and then, and then be like yeah oh, can- yeah i can't he does it i can't perfectly, do this stuff yeah. yes and, yeah it, it, he's like, like funny he's like okay, hold
1: no. up and like hits the wall to stop her but <laughs> but he he saw some bra action you know uh he still peaked yeah, a little bit yeah. but but what i specifically love about that is that it's not overly, overtly creepy. He's a good guy. It shows him to be a good guy, but it's also like a weird, you know, it's, it's your first time you get to see the cabin. Like there's something weird to the characters at the cabin, like that they're like, this is fucked up. Yeah. But then they switch rooms and he starts changing. And she also does the same thing where she's like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. And then she peeks and then she's like, no, I shouldn't. And then she peeks some, some more. And I was like, I love so I can tell he starts like taking his pants off that she's like, oh, oh, oh. And puts the painting back up, and then covers it with a blanket. But uh, I like that they played it with it on both sides. That she also did the same thing to him.
0: Uh, yeah, me off. I like to imagine that he knew what he was doing on the other side of that mirror. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, like giving her a treat. He's like, you hey, know? yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would too. He's a he's a handsome guy. You that know? dude is ripped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was, we were talking about it last night. W- what do you think the purpose of that? two-way mirror is like uh Twin i have no Cavern. idea
1: yeah i mean I, like there's... i get it from
0: the, the the plot perspective sure um of the the movie that we're watching i mean it's for um, jerking, jerking off obviously right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is, is that the the sole purpose i don't, know. Of I don't it? know
1: i uh i i like this movie so much and i've thought about like because of the ending um uh, kind of you know, there's nowhere really to go after that, but I've thought about like prequels to this. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I like this movie as a standalone movie. I'm not really advocating for a prequel, but I, I'm just interested in all the creatures that they get to see and the different scenarios that could play out like in the past, like the 98 one, like that'd be fun to like do a prequel of the 98 one or whatever, (laughs) um, and show what happened and everything. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's what's fun. I, I don't know. I don't know what the two-way mirror is for or, like, uh, how that would have played out in a different way. Like, it, it, it works in the plot for this later on because that's how he, like, breaks her out of the room. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I like to think about that stuff, too. It's really fun.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think um, if there was anything, like, major beyond that. And um, I think if it wasn't Holden, like, if it was a a, yeah. a, a Silesia guy, he would have just, like, watched her and, like, jerked off. And that would have been part of the... Um, uh, you know they 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 want the the sacrifices to be uh, amoral, I guess, uh-huh. and maybe that would be that yeah that character's version of that.
1: No, and it makes sense that that would happen on some of these scenarios. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So that you're gonna have um, a yeah creepier dude. That was my my best guess about uh, about that. Yeah. Um, so at that point, we jump back to to the office uh, which we we find out is underground <laughs> at this point uh-huh. and this is the taking bets scene oh i where... love it
1: <laughs> it's so fucking funny
0: all, all of the office scenes like i just want them to compile uh, compile a like a short film yeah. of all of the office scenes and i just want to watch those over and over again um the they start taking bets but we don't really know why at this point we just know that a bunch of the different departments gather in yeah. um the the uh, the control uh, workspace room. of uh, of Hadley and, and Citizen, yeah, yeah the control room and um, they start taking bets of of different things and there are a bunch of people there you see all these different like interactions that you'd see around a normal office yeah. and um, it's the uh, let me see here I might have jumped forward no no I didn't yeah um, that's what I have next yeah that that scene is the the first. Merman reference yeah
2: First of, <laughs> yes.
0: of, I guess three references uh-huh. um, that that we see, and uh it just sets things up so perfectly yeah. um, Siderson wants to see a merman so bad and he's hopeful he's so <laughs> that that's that's that that's we what well, he's bet on uh-huh. um, but it's uh it's not something that that we find out comes to pass, yeah. and uh, he gets bummed out about it but uh but yeah the the office. Office scene is incredible. The
1: uh, bedding is super funny. Um, the way that they like get down, uh, just like how they're showing like each person do that, and then it also shows the uh, the guard, um, and he has a conversation with their female coworker about he's he's like disgusted by it essentially about their behavior and stuff. But she kind of talks to him and she's like, well, you know, you need to blow off steam, and it's like, oh, this is just like any other office, and they treat it that way, and it's so funny. Um, and they also uh, one of my favorite little like gifts from this movie. Um, is uh, Sitterson and uh, uh, the other Hadley um, dancing, and they're just kind of like, doo, 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 <laughs> doo. Um, <laughs> which is so funny. But uh, yeah, that scene is really good. It's it's a great scene to kind of interject in there and, and be different and weird and funny.
0: Well, it's funny because at the at that scene, um, I believe it's Sitterson that says, "Let's get this party started," and then it immediately smash cuts to Chris Hemsworth, who said, "Let's get this party started oh, yeah. at the cabin," and they start pumping the, nice. the keg. And um, that's when they start playing Truth or Dare. Yeah. And that is the probably the grossest scene <laughs> to me, where Jules is making out with the stuffed I put wolf head.
1: The kiss with the motherfucking wolf. <laughs> it is.
0: It's so gross.
1: My 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 wiener has never been so confused. Because she is hot. She kisses yeah. that thing like. If it wasn't a wolf, it'd be fucking awesome. But uh, but it is a wolf, so it's fucking weird. <laughs> so. Like if it
0: was a moose or something, right? No, I feel you. <laughs> I get you. I get you on that. Um, I love that
1: part. I want you to go make out with that moose over there. That's that's <laughs> that's clearly a wolf. I'm living in a Woma reefer. God, I love <laughs> that guy. His character is so
0: funny. And and because the movie is so weird, you expect the wolf to like. Biter or yeah, something. Something weird to happen, but no, she just makes out with the wolf, yeah. um, and and kind of goes about the the rest of the game of of, of truth and dare. Yeah. And um, the, the <laughs> part where it's Dana's turn to to pick, and they kind of guilt her into picking dare. That's when the the cellar door pops yeah. open, and then uh, you hear Chris Hemsworth say, "Must have been the wind." <laughs> And then, is it Marty, Marty that says that doesn't make any sense? He's like, yeah. what kind
1: of sense does that make? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they start falling into their roles then. Like, uh, Kirk, yeah. has really, he's drinking a lot, and he's becoming like a dick to everybody, basically, and uh, to Dana yeah. specifically, uh, for calling her out about how she plays Truth or Dare and always just does truth. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, that pops open, and he's like, all right, well, we dare you to go down there, which is a really cool way to introduce that, too. I like when that, when that cellar door just pops open. And they yeah. also like like any other horror movie. That's what's so fun about it, how they play with this stuff. And it's like, why the fuck did that happen? That does not make sense. <laughs> yeah. But they just go with it, and they're like, well, it's yeah. there now. Let's go down and explore it. So yeah,
0: um, on that uh, on that cellar scene, there are so many Easter eggs. Oh my gosh! With that. Like not only for for this movie, but also other movies. Yeah. Like upon rewatching it, um, you can see there are the different. Um, Different, like trinkets, uh-huh. uh, trinkets, and, and baubles for them to pick up that relate to monsters that you see later yeah. in the movie. Um, and it's it's so cool how they like set the scene. There's so for that. much like, stuff if, down if, there. If they would have like done this, then this would have happened and yeah. and whatnot. And I read an interview with Drew Goddard that said, um, he knew that he was going to have to uh, see this movie. Several, several, several times, uh, <laughs> possibly in the hundreds of times in the editing process. Oh yeah. So he wanted to make sure that the the cellar um, was filled with all kinds of things, yeah. just so him rewatching it. That's fun. It's, it's something new for him to to kind of look into each time, which is a, a cool way to do it. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna rewatch the movie that many times, um, it's cool to have those new things even for you to discover. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, seeing seeing that. The five of them each go their separate ways in the cellar, and they each have like a something that they pick up and are enamored with. Yeah. Um, like the conch. Who, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's so close. Yeah. He's so close. He had the conch um, in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, they end up. Um, it's Dana yeah. who uh, initiates the, I guess, the. The attacker yeah. in this this version of it. And uh, she comes across a, a diary that was written by um, some people back in, what, the the 1800s? Yeah, or, somewhere there, or yeah. Early 1900s. And um, so they're the, the Buckners, which are a family of... <laughs> I'm trying to remember what he had on the, that board. It's the, the zombie...
1: No. Oh, I wrote it down somewhere. Did oh, I keep did it you... on here? Zombie redneck torture family. Yes, because <laughs> that, that other chick is like, but I had zombies too, and he's like, oh no, no, that's two separate things. It's like a a, a, a lion and a, and a sea lion, or something like that, or a seal right. and a lion. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he's like zombies, and then zombie redneck torture family are two different things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So whoever picked the uh, the zombie torture redneck family, yep. they 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 got it. <laughs> um, they won the bet, which was maintenance. Who always picks that one, and then also the, intern. the new intern. And I love it. And, uh, he's like,
1: woo! And like jumps. Yay! Up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, so yeah, that's that's when citizens uh, like, he yeah, had the conch in his hand, yeah. and he gets bummed out about the the merman not being God, picked, so and funny. he's like, I just I just want to see him so bad. <laughs> and then uh, then Hadley's like, well, it's a big mess to clean up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when the, when the romantic's over. So uh,
1: yeah, and I like that too uh, because uh, I wrote down this thing. Uh, just do not read the Latin, like like uh marty basically is like no don't read that like yeah. he's clearly the only like level-headed one again and then the vi- the whispering voice is like read it read,
0: <laughs> read it out
1: loud and he starts like looking around and like everybody else is just like in the zone on that book yeah uh and then they read it and it's bad
0: yes yeah that's what initiates the the yeah. buckners crawling out of the ground um or perceptively, what we can tell yeah. out of the ground, yeah. uh, we find out there's more to it later down the road. The graves. Um, but uh, wow, yeah, I, I had a big gap in my. I think I just got wrapped up in watching the movie. Yeah, no, at that's a certain good. Point. Um, um,
1: I did as well. I, I did it later on, but uh, I got to a part where I was just like, "Man, I'm just like so into the ending of this movie. I just, I just stopped writing stuff." But uh, yeah, um, they they go into the Japanese crew. They show like the, the, <laughs> s- the schoolgirls and uh, yep. and they're like ghosts thing in their classroom or whatever and uh so you kind of know what's going on in the with the japanese it's still like whenever they're being scared and like that like it's working um, and then uh and then it goes to the uh what i what i titled in all caps the dance in jean shorts <laughs> yeah, <'Cause> yeah. <laughs> it just like starts off with with her ass uh jules's ass just like swaying back and forth and she does this really weird almost not stripping because she doesn't actually take off her clothes but basically a strip tease in front of the fire. Right. And then it like, <laughs> it smash cuts to, uh, Dana and Holden on the couch. And they just both looked like, what is happening? <laughs> 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 like this is because not our Because they just
0: friend. came out of, yeah. yeah, they just came out of the cellar with all of this yeah, creepy like... shit. They just read this thing in the, in the diary. But yeah, like you were saying, she's, she's just been chemically kicked yep. into that mode. Kind of like, um, Kurt has been kicked into like alpha male, yep. like athlete or athletic guy. Yep. Um, so they both get hit the hardest and they eventually leave the cabin, and that's when they go into the woods to, to do to it, have sex. Yeah, to do oh, it, right? Oh, man. Uh, which you don't do in nope. horror movies. So, this is one of those tropes you were talking that's, about.
1: Yeah, it's how you're going to die. No, but it's funny because they go through that, and then I like that scene uh, too for, for uh, the office stuff that um, cuts back and forth between them and the woods because uh, they show like the pheromones like in the fog releasing from the ground, like through the moss. And they're like, they like lift up a lever to do that. But then they have all of the, all the guys in the office are standing around watching, (laughs) waiting for her to take her shirt off. And she starts to, and then doesn't. And they're all like, (laughs) Oh, and then the guys make them leave. And they're like, all right, show's over. But it's like, again, it's like another one of those, it's like the betting scene where it shows how people would react to this basically. Yeah. Uh, And it kind of, you know, pokes fun at it too. Um,
0: yeah, because it's just another day at work. It's for just them. another day it's, at work. It's nothing, nothing special. But um, you know, it was boobies involved. Boobies <laughs> <that> so you <laughs> would like to see those. Um, but yeah, that's when they, um, Kurt and Jules, they they start to you know get things going, yep. and,
1: and it is fucking. That's when
0: yeah, graphic. Yes, not that's the sex, when, but uh, uh, when the Buckners yeah. show up, and yeah, they they end up attacking both of them. Um, Kurt survives, uh, but he's he's bloodied yeah. uh, quite a bit. And then uh, Jules, she gets her head cut off with a, a, a two-person saw blade. I put
1: the fucking saw, man. That thing was gross. I forgot yes. how gory that really is. Like just the thought yes. of it, even, is so disgusting.
0: He, yeah, the idea of it, it's rusted out and yeah. everything. You know, it wouldn't like saw through the bone uh, like clean. And she's and, just and, like, uh, there's like holding so her,
1: like kneeling down. And yeah. she just has to like watch. She like, they show a part where the saw goes across her field of vision and her eyes just like pop out and like, yeah, like uh, just to imagine what that would be like. To be like, yeah. death is staring you in the face and it's a giant two person saw. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it's, Damn, it's horrifying. Man. That's for how I'm sure. going
1: out. Fuck. That would suck.
0: Now, so she is the first sacrifice. And after she dies, it cuts back to uh, Hadley and Citizen. Yeah. And they're both sitting there. Um, Kind of stoic. Yep. Um, and Hadley says, not really a prayer, yeah, but kind of a, put the same thing. Um, yeah, like a, a little sacrificial um, or sacrament yeah. type of uh, saying. And he kisses the the necklace, uh, which has an emblem that we'll see later in the movie. Yeah, oh, right on. And um, did even catch that? Yeah, they're even though it's part of their job, they're not thrilled at the deaths that uh, that are happening. It's still somber. Um, yeah. Yeah yeah so um, they don't they don't necessarily take that part lightly um, like you said earlier all of the fun they have in the office is to help kind of play down some of the the stuff like this yeah. where you actually see people die um, and um, they they really sell that part of it yeah. at that point um, so we we go back to to the cabin and Marty and Dana and Holden they don't know that any of this is going yeah. on and um <laughs> this is one of my favorite, my favorite
1: parts uh with marty
0: <laughs> Go, ahead he, go uh, ahead.
1: he says he he starts to talk about it. he's like i have a theory about all of this and it's like him finally telling uh dana like what he's thinking about like that that they're he goes we're puppets and she goes puppets and he goes pop tarts <laughs> right. yeah. you're just so easily distracted i almost it. went out and bought pop tarts this morning to eat them during the podcast just for fun because <laughs> i love that line so much um i always do that too like i'll say something if someone says what i'll go pop tarts <laughs> 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 but it's also cool because he starts to tell her like it's it's her first thing because you know they're the characters that we kind of follow the most from then on like really for the whole time uh dana and uh and marty and He's the one like figuring this out, and she doesn't believe him at this point, but she does later on. And so it's kind of cool to get like his theories out there right now, like what's going on. But uh, then yeah. after that, she's just like, "You're high" or whatever, and he's like, "Okay." And he's like, "I'm gonna go read a book with pictures."
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, and I wrote that down. And, and he is like, the next time we see him, oh, he's yeah. reading um, Little, <laughs> Little Nemo in Slumberland. Yeah, yeah uh, which I thought was was pretty And he funny. said something like
1: oh, little Nemo, your world is so topsy-turvy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, yeah, I like that scene too, especially because they, they they frame it like, in the shot, there's Marty on the the right-hand side, Dana on the left, and then the wolf head oh, yeah. in between them. Nice. And I, again, I expected something to happen yeah. from it, so it's kind of like they put a feint in there yeah, like just that. to kind of throw you off a little bit. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, I, I yeah, the whole scene is is good. Um, yeah, I I forget about the Pop Tart scene uh, each time I watch it's it. So funny. And then yeah, it's so funny when the, the way it's done.
1: <laughs> so Marty goes back to his room. You know, he's in his room. He's reading that book, uh, the, the Little Nemo book, and he starts hearing voices again. And it um, it's, it's, saying, it's I think it's like telling him to go outside. And he's like, I fucking heard that. I'm not doing that. And then finally, he's like, I'm gonna go outside. But uh, one of the notes I had put down when he's walking out and uh, uh, Dana and Holden are making out on the couch now after they kind of talked and stuff and uh, going along with their stuff. But from the book, he brings back uh, he's like he has a husband's bulge, uh, (laughs) which whenever they read that in the book, it's so like just gross sounding. Uh, cause it's like talking about like a family, you know, from the 1800s or whatever and, and all that. But mm-hmm. I love when he just walks by that little like throwaway line, like he has a husband's bulge. And then the awkwardness after that of them on the couch is so funny to me. <laughs> oh, so, and then, so Marty goes outside, um, he looks up and he, he says, I thought there'd be stars. And doesn't see anything, and he says, uh, we are abandoned, which I like a lot. But then mm-hmm. he starts to pee, or maybe he's just standing there, I don't remember. But um, you start to see the little Buckner girl, uh, Precious, or whatever her name is, um, from the from the book.
0: Based on a novel by a Sapphire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who knew these were in the same universe? Uh, <laughs> but uh, he starts, uh, or you see her in the background like behind him, but I love it because they play with the shadows so well that she's there. And then he looks back really quick and it's just as she goes in the shadows. Yeah. And it's perfect. And then Chris Hemsworth, Thor uh, runs up and and like shows, and he's like, you know, all the shit went to hell and like, he like clotheslines. lines blood. Yeah, he's everything. like covered in blood. He like, clotheslines mm-hmm. that chick. They run inside and everything like that. And I wrote down this note too that um, his, uh, Chris Hemsworth acting in this is like top notch actually. Yes, uh, yeah, I know, yeah. I like him he's, a lot. Like, he's always been really good. I like him. Uh, he's great as Thor and all that stuff. But, um, again, like it's kind of funny to see these two movies that of his that were filmed and then shelved for a few years, and then he became a huge star in the meantime. Anyway, and I feel like right. if this had been released, this would have been one of the movies on his way to stardom. And it's kind of funny that yeah. it wasn't even out there, you know, for a while. But he's just as good in it as anything else, and he really like has a good performance, even though it's just like a horror movie. Um, they all mm-hmm. do. I think everybody in it's really good, but um, yeah. but he legit pulls it off is like this is a fucked up situation and and uh i like his like uh bravado and everything uh he kind of takes on that role and and like trying to get them mm-hmm. out and whatever but uh oh and then uh i also put a note for uh the guy that opens the door um they're like where's Jules and they open the door and the big huge dude of the family is standing there and he tosses her head in which is fucking yeah. disgusting
0: uh yeah but uh they they did a good job on that on oh that they head, did it actually looked oh, like her looks face so you know, messed up a lot of the times when they make severed heads, yeah. it doesn't look like the actress was to replicate, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, they they did a good job on this one. It, it looks creepy. like they always
1: just like grabbed a generic mannequin and they like put a wig on it to yeah. look like the person. Like it doesn't, yeah, look that great, but this one's really good. Um, yeah. And then he uh, his weapon of choice though is so fucking gross. He does this to Jules to get her whenever she's yeah. crawled away, but he throws a bear trap at people, like and gets yeah, them on the back. On oh my god, it's so gross. It's such an yeah. inventive way. I, I really like. Um, I mean, in actuality, anybody getting murdered is, uh, you know, a horrible occurrence, but for horror movies, it's fun. Like, I'm one of those people that really enjoys the gruesomeness of it. Um, I'm not so much into gore anymore, but I've always been attracted to really unusual weapons (laughs) and things. And this one was so unique to me. I thought this was so weird and and gross and gory. And just, like, the fact of, like, thinking about someone, like, throwing a... uh, an open bear trap of like sharp teeth and landing <laughs> in your back so they can pull you around. It's just like, the yeah. more I think about it, the more disgusted they am. And I'm, then I'm kind of like giddy about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. If, if you get attacked with that and it gets lodged in uh, your back, like it does uh, to several of the characters in this movie, you're fucked. There's nothing you can no. do with that.
1: Yeah, it's so gross. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they go back to, uh, the dire scene, uh, that you kind of see in the, uh, Office setting where it shows the Japanese scenario and it's the
0: <laughs> the yep. girls Japan fails Japan fails yeah
1: and uh, <laughs> I don't remember the names anymore but uh, Richard Jenkins uh, the older of the the two guys in the office
0: Hadley, yeah Hadley yeah.
1: is like fuck you fuck you fuck you
0: <laughs> <laughs> saying it to all the little <laughs> girls that have have stopped their scenario <laughs> and it's funny because what they do is they like the the schoolgirls they all like link hands and form a yeah. circle around the the like the spirit, ghost or yeah, whatever, whatever it is. the spirit and they turn it into a yeah. frog <laughs> <It's so> Japan- <laughs> then they like Japanese. sing a song to, yeah it's yeah, yeah they're it's all so like yay
1: <laughs> fuck you fuck you yeah uh, yeah and so then uh one of the other tropes that i like too is they you know they get out they get into the the rv and they're gonna drive away marty has been taken through uh i think they actually go back i think i kind of skipped a few notes here they go back into the the cabin and they they, they split up they're not going to
0: but yeah, the whispers right.
1: tell them to and they all do it even though marty again is protesting mm-hmm. and uh he ends up uh finding i think that's when he finds he breaks a lamp and finds mm-hmm. a bug in there um like a, a wiretapping bug and he's like like uh-oh and then they they realize in the office that they're like oh shit like pump in all this all these chemicals and stuff like we had to knock him out and then they're like, oh, one of the Buckner people's coming up. They're going to take him. And they, they take him through the window, and that's he gets grabbed by that uh, that, that bullshit thing with the uh, the bear claw on the chain and uh, gets dragged down into, like, this hole. That's all you really see at the time. And he just – you see that and, like, a bunch of blood squirt up and him screaming or whatever, yeah. and that's it. So you're like, all right, so Marty's dead. They get in the RV. They're going. Um, the crew is like, whatever. The tunnel's blown. And then they realize the tunnel isn't blown. <laughs> uh, that they need to still blow it up, and something's wrong, and it hasn't blown up. Um, so I like that scene, too, because, again, it's, like, one of those things in, in horror movies where, you know, there's just, like, no way out, and it doesn't make sense. And here it's, like, that's because it's all planned.
0: Yeah, 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 I know the, uh, the part where they have to, in a rush, try to get that, that uh, the tunnel to yeah. cave in uh, is... It's so intense on like both sides. I of know, it and you kind of because... root for
1: them. You're like, they've got to get it done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's the thing about this is like, even though Hadley and Sidderson are technically the antagonists of the movie, you still root for them just because you like them yeah. so much. So, but you're also rooting for the the main characters because you want them to survive. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, Hadley has to like run down to like, I don't know, what, would that be like IT or something, <laughs> yeah, something like that, like essentially, that. and. He, he pulls a circuit board and is able to like rewire something in the to get the, the tunnel to blow yep. or to, uh, to start caving in. And they're already halfway through it, so they have to back up and get out of there. Yep. And uh, as they're in the, they, they back up outside of the tunnel and the, the three of them, uh, Kurt, Holden, and Dana are standing there. And um, uh, Kurt, he gestures, he's like, it's right there. Yeah. Like, If we could just, like, jump this ravine, we could escape right yeah. there. And so he decides, well, I'm going to get on the motorcycle that's been on the back of the RV this whole time, and I'm going to just ramp it over there, and I'm going to bring back the military. I'm going to bring back uh, so many fucking yeah. guns. We're going to, like, wipe the floor with these motherfuckers. It's um, such a good
1: scene, again, <laughs> of his. I love uh, his acting in that scene. He's like,
0: I'm yeah. going to
1: bring back everybody. But, like, it's... it. it it pulls it off. I don't know. It works, and uh, yeah, it yeah. just he he fits his archetype at that point for sure.
0: <laughs> well, uh, one thing I put on here is um, about this scene is the the score to this uh-huh. to this movie itself, but particularly the scene does a great job of of selling it. Um, even though the scene takes a twist that we're not expecting, yeah. it has the the kind of classic music that that hopefulness, even in a horror movie that. Um, you expect yeah. to see from this type of scene. It like swells and up. all goes wrong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Immediately. Um and I I call this scene Thor's Ragnarok because <laughs> because That's he awesome. he he jumps that bike but it slams right into the invisible wall that we saw yeah. the, the hawk smash into at the beginning of the movie. And then he hits and, it like
1: all the fucking way down.
0: Yeah. It's like yeah, ding, yeah, he, ding
1: ding 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 ding
0: he bounces off of it each time, yeah, and uh, yeah, so and they just watch in horror. Done. Yeah. yeah, no, so,
1: it's the first scene that you get to see. Yeah, like they, they see like what the fuck is happening. Like they're the mm-hmm. this first time they see this thing too. Uh, I also yeah. thought I thought I love that you called it Thor Ragnarok, but yeah. uh, Amanda, who is definitely almost asleep during this point, I'm yeah. watching the movie and apparently she was watching this scene and I, I don't even think she's awake at this point and all of a sudden I just hear her go bye bye Thor. that's funny so uh yeah Holden and and, um, Dana both get back in the RV to go back the other way they're like we're just keep driving and she's starting to like realize like Marty was right um we're puppets like there are people out here like orchestrating this we won't be able to get away and uh and then you get another surprise kill with uh (laughs) the Buckner that was hiding out in the RV and uh stabs him through the fucking throat as he's driving Which is so yeah. jarring as well, and uh, <laughs> is, yeah. and I think they crash. They like go off the cliff then uh, into yeah, the water. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, they do. And um, yeah, so that's where, where Dana she has to like swim out of the RV. And yeah. there's something about like like water that just freaks me out. Like, uh-huh. I don't like to play video games where a character ends up in water. Like I Jaws. About the
2: <laughs> hey guys um,
0: the the first. Turok game that was on N sixty four back uh, in the day. Um, part of the first or maybe second level was you have to like jump into this like dark water and swim down. I was like, no, <laughs> nope, not gonna guess. Happen. I'm not finishing this game. Nope. <laughs> uh So yeah, just seeing her like like jump into the or dive into the water in this this like giant RV with this <laughs> murderer on board. There's just like there's so much stress, Diva. But she eventually escapes, and you can see her, like, swimming out as the RV's sinking. Uh, she's, like, swimming up, and there's just, like, so much, so much swimming she has to do to <laughs> even get to the yeah. like, top of the water. It's a it's lot. Just, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. off screen. Yeah. She, she has to swim, too. It's terrifying. Um, but eventually she, she makes it up there and um, makes it onto the dock, and we, we think she's okay. But uh, yeah. not, not quite. And then it, uh, I think it,
1: it smash cuts right then, too, to uh, the office, and they're all like uh i think it starts off it might start off somber again Mm -hmm. where they're like uh they're just like (laughs) talking about like yeah now it's finally done and
0: i'm I'm kind of oddly rooting for this yeah yeah yeah
1: Uh, and all that stuff but like they don't need to kill her they kind of reveal like she is an optional death and bradley Mm -hmm. whitford goes in this like really nice like like little monologue where he's gonna like talk about like oh he really cares for her and like um, you know, you're not really sure what's gonna happen. And someone walks in and he goes, Tequila is my lady.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I've got on my notes here. That's, uh, that's my favorite line it's of the dialogue best line. from the, the whole movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bradley tequila Whitford, my, too. Uh, I wanted to say something. But I just wrote a line in here in the middle of it that I just fucking love him. He's so funny. Um, mm-hmm. I pretty much only knew him from like, he was in Billy Madison. Um, he's been in like some movies and stuff, but we only watched The West Wing last year for the first time. And he's phenomenal in that show. That show is really good. And uh, I really, like, fell in love with him as an actor. I was like, man, he's, he's really, like, witty. He's funny. And he is perfect in this movie, uh, which I saw, you know, before I saw uh, The West Wing, actually.
0: But, um, you know, I, when I pulled this up on iTunes to watch it last night, uh-huh. um, you know, in your, your purchased movies, it, has, it gives you a breakdown of, like, all your most recent, like, eight purchases, uh, all movies, and then it breaks it down by genre. Yeah. I, I scrolled down to horror, because I was like, I can't imagine I have too many, and I don't. I have two. I've got <laughs> The Cabin in the Woods and Get Out, both of which have uh, Bradley... Oh, uh, I didn't even think it about Woodford? it.
1: Bradley Whitford.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's in both of them, so well, he's he's my go-to horror guy. Apparently, yeah.
1: This, this podcast is already running too long, but I had thought about doing a, a combo of this and Get Out, just because of the way the, the films are structured and yeah uh, get out is kind of similar, which you know we'll we'll get into throughout the month but uh in the in terms of like turning the genre on its head and everything like that but I didn't even think about like him being in both of them that's that is perfect yeah man yep. didn't even realize that's funny
0: and he's he's got a um i guess not a similar role, but it's just um you're trying to figure out what yeah. his character is up to yeah. kind of throughout both movies sure. you know so he's he's really good about that yeah. Uh, but yeah, Tequila is My Lady is Such a good the liar. best line of dialogue in this <laughs> entire movie. I love it so much.
1: Yeah, and uh, so this time I noticed, kind of like you were saying with the, uh, the cellar and the um, different stuff that they find down there, all the Easter eggs and everything like that. Um, they start partying in the control room while Dana is still getting murdered in the background, like on screen. On the screens around them, but I've never really looked at too much of it before. But since I've seen the movie a lot, and I was kind of preparing for the podcast, I I mostly watched her and those scenes, and it's fucking graphic. Um, There was stuff that I've never really noticed before. But like, there's a part where it's like her like throwing up blood um, is like just like behind them while they're talking about stuff, and like (laughs) the the intern comes on and he's like trying trying to like hit on some girl or whatever. No, there's another guy trying to hit on a girl. (laughs) That's like a random scene. (laughs)
0: Hey, I heard you got like Dale, yeah. go, I got tickets for the and as, as he's saying, I got you tickets. She, she just, just like just turns away. and walks away.
1: The intern is like try. He's like someone's like. I wonder if we get OT for this, and he's like, I'm an intern. I don't get OT. I don't qualify. And it's like all these like funny random scenes, like office scenes around yeah. it. But in the background, it's like horrific still. So I love that uh, yeah. dichotomy of the entire movie that they keep up with, and that I didn't realize like how much was going on I just thought she's like thrown around by the big dude and whatever and like you see her like him trying to like kill her or whatever but she survives but I yeah. didn't realize like all the shit she went through that we really didn't get to see in person yeah, you know it was so, hardcore yeah. like
0: all of that extra acting yeah. that both she and the, yeah. the you know, <laughs> who's playing the Buckner have to do <laughs> yeah. just for some B-roll yeah. <laughs> just for some stuff that's gonna be in the background but then when you
1: watch it it's like it's A-roll you know it's, it's quality yeah, and, it's, it and it. it's fucking gross and just like the rest
0: <laughs> of it so yeah um so from there um she she is essentially um i guess kind of rescued by Marty yeah. who we find out is alive again and um well they start the cuz they get a they
1: get a call in the control room
0: oh, and they yeah, stop. Right. he's
1: like stop the music
0: they have to stop the party yeah
1: and they realize like he's not actually dead and then he comes out and saves her with his bong
0: yep <laughs> yep yep that's right and uh, he he gets the uh, the buckner's like um bear trap chain yeah. wrapped around the, the his bong. And um, then Dana just rips up a, a plank of the, yeah. the dock and just turns around and smashes the, the dude into the water. Then they both run away. <laughs> and then, again, the Buckner just slowly like comes out yeah. of the water. He rises back out of it again. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's when Marty and Dana, um, they make a, a dash across, back to kind of where the cabin is. And uh, Marty takes her to... Um, I guess it's a, a the the gravesite that they crawled out of. Yeah. Um, they they.
1: Yeah, and she's like reluctant, up. like she doesn't want to go down there and stuff, but.
0: Yeah. yeah. But he he pulls open the door. They go down there, and she's like, "What the fuck is this?" Because they're in a a room that's just like, you could tell it's something that's been manufactured yeah. and built down there. Yeah, it's like all
1: white and like clean yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: really weird. And uh, and uh, you can see that Marty has a, a an access panel ripped open with with wires pulled out of it, which is why the, the tunnel didn't collapse because yeah. he was fucking with that shit earlier. And, uh, and then you see that uh, there's a, a, a disembodied zombie <laughs> on the ground that he, he tore apart with a trowel.
2: But he, he goes, says that it's so
0: funny. It, yeah, I, I disemboweled it with a trowel. What have you been up yeah. to? <laughs> she just says this look on her face and he says, oh, okay, so there are no other survivors. It's just the two of them at that point, and um, and Marty says, well, uh, I can do this, and he, he sparks something in the access panel, and there's a, a trap door that opens up, and um, he says, I think I can get it to take us down, it's an elevator, and she goes, do we want to go down? He said, where else are we going to yeah. go? So she's like, all right, fuck It's it. cool,
1: I like that line, it's like defeatist, but also, yeah. like, they're still moving, I mean, they're still doing what they need to do to survive, yeah, so I like that yeah. part, yeah, it's
0: cool and then they they hop in the 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 elevator which you find out is more like a cube and uh it kind of takes them down and we we see like one side of the the cube that's fully black but they can kind of hear some noise yep. and Dana walks up to it and then there's a werewolf that approaches oh, yeah. the 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 side of it and freaks everyone out and um so i i wonder if that's the same werewolf that would have like if that is in some ways tied to the, the wolf head that's Oh yeah that's stuffed in the cabin itself. Uh-huh. Or That's my or son.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Derek, no <laughs> We were just a nice quiet family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never pulled that connection, but yeah, it could be.
0: They I, I looked for it this time and they don't have like similar markings, yeah. but they're both wolves. Yep. So that's that's the best I can come up with. But um yeah, so as they as they kind of slide across, we see all these different monsters or or killers yeah. that they come across. Oh, so, um, such a great scene. Yeah, and then Dana pieces it together that oh, we chose or we chose the Buckners. We chose our our fate essentially.
1: Yeah, because you see the guy with like the razor blades or not razor blades, but like the saw blades, like saw out blades, of his head, yeah. and he has that yeah. little thing that uh, Thor was playing with. A little, like puzzle yeah. or whatever and that's like the that's when you she realizes like, oh my god, it like clicks, you know. Yeah. We chose our yeah. own our own killers. Yeah. That's
0: mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And uh then the the cube finally goes down to its actual like final spot and it's amongst these all, all these other cubes with these different monsters and yeah. and everything in it and they it's kind of like a shifting um prison of these different monsters and everything. And uh, man, I all of the design work that yep. went into that for, like, such a small budget I know that they had. I mean, it's it's incredible that they were able to pull that off. Yeah.
1: Whenever I was reading about what I said earlier about the uh, effects artists that were employed for that, they mentioned, like, they had, like, 65, I think, total people working on the effects because they just had, like, the sheer amount of them and like, a small budget. And uh, the guy that led that uh, effect house said something, like, he was like, and technically we had, like, 140 people or whatever – 120 uh, something whatever because he's like everybody had two different jobs to do and he was like we'll never mm-hmm. forget it but we'll never be in the same room again uh and we all like pulled out this really cool feat to to create all these things but it's it's fascinating that they did so many of them uh yeah. and then that it leads in like obviously they're used it's not like that's the only time you see them they're used in that that last uh, finale but but um to, to use your budget for like the the last third act, you know, basically and right. <laughs> yeah. throw it all in there and like how the stuff, it just, it just goes bonkers.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, uh, that was one of my, my things about, um, you know, earlier in the movie where we see them betting on the, the monster or whatever that's going to take out all of these, these, uh, campers. Yeah. Um, you kind of get bummed out that you don't get to see all of these, but then you kind of do towards the, that, that third yeah. act. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, uh, eventually they decide, you know, we have to get out of here. Um, and I'm trying to remember how they, oh, uh, there's, there's something that happens in, uh, one of the, uh, the security guards that works there. Mm. He tries to pull them out of the, the elevator yeah. and the, the zombie hand grabs him by the ankle. He freaks out enough to where he, uh, is distracted. Dana and Marty rush him and they shoot and kill him. Yep. And they get out of the elevator, and they're kind of in a, a basement-level um, area, I guess, where there's a, a bunch of different elevators. And they go in the um, kind of that control room yeah, that's one. right there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the essentially the, the SWAT team of this company shows up. They open fire on this place, and Dana and Marty decide, you know what? Let's just purge the system. Yeah. So, that's what they do, and then you hear all of the elevators ding, and then all of the, the gunmen, they <laughs> oh, just, like, awesome. stop, they look around, and then the one guy's like, oh, shit, and then all <laughs> the elevators open at once, and all of them, or a, a chunk of the, the monsters yeah. uh, attack them at once, and it's crazy, like, the the different monsters they were able to to put into that scene, like, all the uh, choreography that had to go into that the different people doing different things. Um, it was it was really well done.
1: No, and it's so good. Um, I did note, though, this is the first time I've ever really thought about it, but I was like, what is that room that they're in? Why does it have a purge button? I don't know right. why I've always gotten along with it And this movie is very smart It doesn't do a whole lot of stupid But um, I, I don't think that's stupid I'm just confused still As to what that was for yeah. uh, But I love it Because then you get all the carnage And it's awesome <laughs> Yeah yeah. And they keep it, Like the elevators just keep dinging And more and more yeah. creatures keep coming out <laughs> Like they'll get past a little bit But then they get more and more oh, It's awesome and then, the, and then it shows Like eventually it shows that room And it's just like Covered in blood and body parts <laughs>
0: Yeah, except for, like, those three zombies that are there still, like, eating yeah. one of the people. like, slowly. And like... then even in that scene, like, the people that just walked across and came across that, that carnage, the elevators ding again, yeah. and you're like, oh, fuck, there we go <laughs> again. And then you hear, like, the, like, all of the background noises from the control room where you see, like, Marty and Dana, they're, like, huddled together trying to, like, stay away from it. Um, but, yeah, hearing all of that, that racket going on in the background yeah. without being able to see it, let your mind's eye go go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, eventually there's, a, like, a giant, like, monster bat that, like, breaks in there. Which makes them have to, like, run out and, and try to, to escape. Um, and eventually they're able to kind of go through a, a hole in the wall and... Um, yeah. And, and, and go further down into the, the recesses of the, the base. Yeah, there. I can't remember um, what smashes through the wall. It, it was that bat. Oh, okay. It, it flew and, and, and took one of the... The, like SWAT guys into the yeah, wall okay. and they just went through that hole. Um as this is all going on back at the the uh, the control room with uh, Hadley and Sanderson, uh shit's getting real there yeah. as well. Uh Truman is uh he tries his best to defend them, but he gets taken out by like a few different people. I think it's like some zombies or something yeah, like that. They, they take him out and uh <laughs> and uh we go back to the merman. Um, <laughs> yeah. There, there's an explosion when, when Truman yeah, sets out a right. grenade to, to take out those guys, and that ends up throwing Sidderson across the room. and slams him into a control panel, and he's uh, taken out at that point. He's immobilized. And then out of the, the smoke, he sees something <laughs> slowly inching towards him, and he sees—what does he see, Stephen? He sees a merman. <laughs> right. He finally got to see his merman, and, and his reaction is, "Oh come yeah, on!" Yeah. And then it, it, it immediately just like eats his yeah. face, and there's blood that sp- oh, sprays so out gross. of the, the merman's yeah. back. Yeah, they have yeah, those like so.
1: portholes on his back or whatever that like sp- spray out blood. A lot yeah. of the, the gory and, design is so good in this movie.
0: <laughs> and uh, so at this point, for the the office, the only survivors are Hadley and. um Amy Acker, who plays Lynn, mm-hmm. um, they're the only survivors. They're trying to get this panel open so they can get through there and uh, I guess get to safety and, and and do whatever they might need to do as they're trying to go down there. Lynn is <laughs> dragged away by a giant tentacle yeah. from <laughs> from the ceiling, and uh, so it's just Hadley at this point. Yeah, I love and how quickly uh, they just
1: dispatch with everybody. Like these yeah. characters that you followed. Uh, it's not just the kids, not just the teens or whatever, but like mm-hmm. the the guard bradley whitford and then uh and then her that all just like quickly like do 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 they just all die
0: yeah all in yeah. the same scene yeah. yep yep and uh, and yeah so the next thing we see um i'm trying to remember the i i, I guess hadley escapes yeah. and he goes down through there he's walking around a corner and then he immediately gets stabbed by dana who has a, a knife that she took off somebody earlier and uh so he's gone yeah. And he, and, uh, he, he briefly
1: explains something to her. Like he was like, he has to die or something like that yeah, about Marty yeah. kill, kill him. Yeah. yeah something yeah, like that. About Marty.
0: Yeah. And, uh, so Dana and Marty, they, they wander around down there for, for a minute and they come across this big, um, floating platform, yeah. uh, down there. Um, which is what uh, is part of the artwork that will fish yeah. drew uh, that are retweeted. Um, and it has that same design that we saw on Hadley's necklace earlier. Yeah. Um, and so we have a surprise appearance yes. by a very popular genre actor that shows up uh, which is Sigourney yes. Weaver and she came kind out of lays nowhere out exactly what it was yeah <laughs> I have no idea i remember when that Even happened when we heard it her. was
1: like what she's in this movie yeah yeah
0: and we we hear her voice earlier on an intercom and it didn't didn't it doesn't register with yeah. at that point yeah and uh, she essentially kind of lays out the the plot here uh, about why all of all of this is is happening and kind of what the deal is with the the five archetypes yep. and why they all need to die. Um, so yeah, I'm done. I'm done
1: <laughs> yeah, and they uh, I like that scene. <laughs> and they lay it out so like at this point Dana, you know, she's gotten this little word from uh, from the other guy like she needs to kill him, and then uh, Sigourney Weaver is laying all this all out about the gods and how they need to do that. And she also is, I, I, I like this scene too, because she's presenting it in a way, the same way that we were talking about, like how somber they are about the actual deaths. Like they are all approaching this as something they have to do, like for humanity. So uh, she's just like very matter of fact, like you, you need to die. Like you, you can die so that the rest of the world can live, or you can die with the rest of us. And he says to me, like Marty's like, Oh, like what a choice. And then you see uh, Dana, Dana, pull her gun up that she's she's taken and and, uh, and aim it at him. And he's just like, like, seriously? Like, come on. Like, we're friends. You know, like, why are you gonna do this? And then she's like, I have to do this for humanity. And then out of nowhere, fucking werewolf bites her in the
0: neck. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, Marty saw it, but he didn't yep. warn her about it because she's about to it shoot him. wasn't gonna end well yep. for him. So. Um, so, yeah. So at that point, she's being attacked by the werewolf. And then um, I'm trying to remember what happened to the. werewolf. Uh, so she's being eaten,
1: exactly. yeah, by the werewolf on the stairs. She drops the gun. Mm. Marty and Sequoyah Weaver fight after it. Um, he shoot. He gets it. He shoots the werewolf, that's and right. so it runs yeah. away. So it, that's why I like Marty too. Like he's the best character. He almost gets yeah. you know shot by his friend, uh, but he still saves mm. her. Um, he let her get yeah. you know bit by the werewolf, but he still saves her. Um, and then, so he and Sigourney Weaver are fighting and she has him like by the edge. She's about to kind of like kill him or throw him off the edge or whatever. And then down the stairs comes little, uh, Precious Buckner and, uh, and she walks past, uh, Dana. And I think at that point, like Marty's on top of Sigourney Weaver and then she switches roles and she's going to, Mm -hmm. I think she gets the gun. She's going to shoot him. And then little Precious just axes her in the back of the head.
0: Yeah, yeah, right in the bag yeah. of the skull, <laughs> which is brutal to look oh, at. Oh yeah, so gross. Um, even though she it's like, fake, it's just the yeah. The second it hits,
1: it like cuts to the front of Seguin Weaver's head and she spits out blood. Anytime yeah. anybody spit, spits out blood, I'm always like, it's like an extra level of gross and uh yeah. and I like it like for horror movies, it's good. And so yeah, that was that was pretty gross, but it's still like lodged in there like she's trying to like get the axe out. So Marty's yeah. able to to yeah. kick uh, Seguin Weaver over and it brings Precious with him. So they they're finally alone. There's like six minutes till sundown, and uh, when that happens, the gods are going to rise if they don't get uh, their, their sacrifice.
0: Their sacrifice, yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, so Marty, he goes back over to Dana, and he's just like, they just make yep. amends, you know? Uh, and it, they get it, you know? It's, it's something that makes sense in the, in the heat of the moment, you know, with, with everything that's going down he understood yep. he's like it's know, cool why, why i'm sorry i let you get bit yeah. by a
1: werewolf <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and then he pulls out a joint because he has one of course and they just yeah. smoke a yeah, joint together
0: they they share it until uh the end I, of the world uh, yeah and, uh, i love
1: that too because she's like covered in blood um uh, the <laughs> yeah. the makeup on her was fantastic and her i like it because they, they're sharing the joint he's kind of bloody too but she's like covered in blood and she, her hand is mm-hmm. all bloody and she just keeps like she's just like both are just smoking just talking about like maybe humanity <laughs> sucks and maybe this needs to happen, you know.
0: And and that was a one of the the revelations in that scene um, because when we were watching the movie last night, uh, my wife asked me, um, "Is is Chris Hemsworth cousin? Is he in on this?" Oh yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the movie, it's addressed. Um, Dana says, "You know, I don't think Kurt even has yeah. a cousin." <laughs> and then uh, and then Marty's like, yeah. "Huh." And they're just like How about that? Yeah,
1: they just like keep passing it back and forth. Yeah, I like that part too. That's yep.
0: funny. And then we see the the uh that area start to crumble in, and that's when you see a a giant monolithic hand oh, yeah. just like punch up through it and it shows an exterior of the cabin. The giant hand crushes up through that, through the earth, and slams down and it just fade or uh, cuts to black yep. right there so. yeah and it does the uh movies over
1: the uh, cabin in the woods again with the the blood red title like just filling the screen yes. which is great
0: yeah yep, yep. perfect and uh movie's over and so is the movie. <laughs> so that's that's the that's end of so it.
1: good um i do remember seeing yeah. that for the first time i was i was a little um iffy on the ending for a little bit i had to watch it a few times once i got it i was like totally cool but um I was just like, I want more, I think is what it was. I was like, I don't really want it to yeah. end, and now we know we won't get any more, even though it's still probably a better mm-hmm. idea to keep it as a standalone thing. But now, like, the yeah. more I watch it and stuff now, it's, it's the perfect ending for that, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's not really a need yeah. to add anything extra to it. Um, and I saw an interview with Drew Goddard where he said, you know what, um, Joss and I talked yeah. about it, and, you know, there's not, not really anything... Unless there's like a an exceptional idea that that uh-huh. springs up, which could happen, there's not anything that we're we're planning to do. So, um, and they don't want to do something that ruins yeah. it. That's
1: the so. problem. Yeah, you always run into that. Like I I had no. I was telling Amanda last night I had some ideas for some prequel stuff. How uh, this movie takes place like in modern day, but it, it uses like '80s movies uh, horror tropes. And I was like, yeah. I would like they they talk about it like they have all this technology built up. Uh, for like blowing stuff up But also like the cameras everywhere All the stuff And I'm like They didn't always have that But they've been doing this Like some random corporation Has been doing this For like centuries And everything And I was like There's so mm-hmm. much to play with With that Like um, they even talk about um, Whenever he mentions That the the Merman Is so much cleanup He mentions it in a way Like before you were here I dealt with this And I'm like So yeah. there's more stories With those two guys Before they were working together uh, And I was yeah. like It'd be fun to see Like an 80s set movie That plays with like 50s horror tropes and or like 60s, 50s and 60s and stuff and see how like yeah. those things aren't scary to us anymore but maybe they were to people in that time period and see how they would have played with that like how they could have gotten away with like more fake looking blood or whatever because people were just scaredy cats yeah. or whatever and didn't see it then but now we need more to scare us so uh i like that the, <laughs> there's so much more to play with there but um and it's fun to think about but i don't i don't think it's really necessary you know have it out there
0: yeah yeah, um, like you mentioned before, it would be kind of cool to see uh, their version of the incident yeah. in '98, just to kind of see what that was. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention when uh, when the elevators open down at the in the bottom, and all the monsters get get released. Um, those monsters start going through uh, that company and start killing everybody there, uh-huh. like uh, all the staff, all the white shirts. So. Um, and it shows all these different killers. Like there's, of course, there's a like a scary clown that yeah. has a, a knife. He goes through and kills people. There, are different monsters, different creatures. Uh, a giant ass yeah. snake, uh, giant spider. Um, there's a, um, a battle bots like robot that's just oh. has like saw blades. It yeah. just cuts through um. people. Um, my favorite one <laughs> and the most unexpected yes. is the unicorn. <laughs> we just stab somebody right through the gut. Like, you you have all of these, like, horror, like, themed yeah. monsters that you expect to see, and then it cuts to the shot that just, like, slowly pans over from a hallway. You see this, like, pristine white horse at first, and then you see it has a, a unicorn horn on its head. And you're like, how bad could that be? And then it immediately impels somebody with its horn. So, <laughs> it's so awesome. funny. Um, okay, yeah, I think, uh, did you have anything else that you uh, have to add on the... I don't think we should talk
1: anymore. Movie? I have a lot more to say, but it's been a long one.
0: Yep. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we'll uh, we'll go over and ask the audience. Um, what did you think about the Cabin in the Woods? Is it a movie you liked? Um, it, did you know what the movie was when you went into it? Yeah. Um, if it was unexpected, did you like it the first time you saw it? Was it something that had to grow on you uh, after the first time? Um, and let's be honest, if you didn't like the movie, you're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's you should that's a scientific probably fact. unfollow us. Sure. I think at that point. Well, you don't, we don't need to okay. go that far. But uh, yeah, you still follow us. We're still us. shills. Um, okay. yeah, 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 definitely. We're not too proud to beg. Um, and uh, beyond that, if you have any show suggestions or if you have any questions or comments for us, let us know via email or Twitter. And again, uh, we're on Twitter at LTASpod. That's Let's Talk About Stuff pod. And uh, email us at Let's Talk About Stuff podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. All right, so... Um, and next week, um, also part of October, we are going to discuss, um, are we going to do just one horror movie or are we going to do,
1: we're going to do two, two, I think okay. this time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do get out and what we do in the shadows as they're essentially uh, like the same movie, <laughs> kind of, uh, what we decided is kind of stretching this, this, this idea of like new horror and how a lot of this, these horror movies are, blending comedy and um, kind of changing the game, turning things on its head and stuff and kind of exploring that. Um, so there, we'll talk about those two movies and then we'll talk about a few other ones too that are kind of in the same realm that I like and maybe that you've seen as well yeah. that we can recommend. Uh, Cause there's a lot of stuff I realized as the more I went through it, I was like, I have a lot of movies like this that I like a lot. Yeah. Um, it's like, for Some reason, something about it, like the comedy and all that stuff, it's a little more accessible to most people. It's easy to, to recommend it to people that aren't into horror. Yeah. And uh, and they're really funny. They're always really funny and good and still gory and stuff. So, yeah,
0: I have a lot of them that we can recommend. So, yeah, it's a good starting point for yeah. people who aren't into horror like me. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. Let me see where we are here. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I said, uh, follow uh, Let's Talk About Stuff on Twitter at LTASPOD. Email us at Let's Talk About Stuff podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us. Uh, we already got one very kind review from Kent Blue. So uh, yes, thank you for doing nice. that, Kent. We appreciate it. And uh,
1: We appreciate the golden showers, Kent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we didn't even have to go to Russia for it. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, please rate and review us. Uh, it helps people find us and stay away from the bad version of Let's Talk About Stuff, the evil yeah. Canadian version. <laughs> the evil upside-down
1: version. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I would say too, with, uh, with Twitter and all that stuff, uh, definitely recommend any other horror movies, not even that we'll cover, just any that you've seen. Oh yeah, um, that's a good idea. Because there's a lot of stuff, like I've been watching a lot of different things lately. I've, I've watched like Hocus Pocus. Uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Urban Legend, a lot of my like kind of a goofier nineties movies. Um, I've been watching the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes cause they're always fun. Yeah. So I'm putting those in the background. So I like to watch such a shit ton of stuff we're not going to be able to cover on here. So um, yeah, I love I love any suggestions if anybody has anything, and it's always a fun discussion as well too if I've seen it. So
0: yeah, definitely let us know about that. Yeah, because that's that's some good insight or anything yeah. horror related. If you've got yeah, um, you know uh, a song that you like that's that's horror or spooky themed, let us know. Or comics, anything books, like yeah, that. whatever. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter at Stephen Twenty Two. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent and I think that's going to do it for this ultra-long episode that we yeah. were not expecting.
1: It went a lot longer, but it's hard to stop talking about Kevin Lewis. She's so fucking good, so. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. what can he say? Yeah. Yeah. So if if anybody actually made it this far, thank you. Hope you like this movie. We loved it, obviously. So <laughs> Clearly. Um, <laughs> it was and, really fun to talk about that.
0: And one other thing I'd like to point out is, how can the ancients be in the center of the Earth if the Earth is flat? Right?
1: Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. See, people listening didn't think it was going to come around, but it came around.
0: It has to go around because we are in a globe.
1: (laughs) I think that's a great way to end it. So until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. (laughs) Let's talk
0: later. Let's talk later. (laughs) That'd be good. Uh Cool. There's Miles. What that um, like? <laughs> I could not stop thinking about Pop Tarts ever since you brought them up, <laughs> even though that was uh, a mere two minutes ago. Um, I could not so stop I, thinking uh...
1: about it since two minutes ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I had to have something. To there you go. Here. No, at this point, this will be good for the pod.
2: <laughs> mm. Bye, bye, Thor.